This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Bela. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week we're just hanging out and doing whatever as we're watching Spine 247 in the Criterion Collection. Richard Linklater's Slacker from 1990. But first, RJ. What? He's real. Uh, I... I still hold that uh, this could be a a manifestation of our collective minds. Have you ever seen a beautiful mind, Jarrett? I have. I have seen a beautiful mind. Now, I don't want to spoil a beautiful mind, which is probably a 25-year-old movie, but there's things, sometimes you can be shown things and you think they're real, but uh, I don't know if he's a real guy. Really? I don't know. Well, what do you I, think? I can neither confirm or deny. There's a voice. There's this voice <laughs> yes, on the air. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. I was, I'll say Jared. Uh, yes. Jared Berger. Uh, recent listener and now uh, Criterion Creeps co-host. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I feel welcomed. <laughs> you won't by the end of it. As, well, as we've yeah. said many times, you know, about 20 minutes in, this kind of feeling will grow inside you and you'll be like, what am I doing? The abuse from RJ. Uh, the abuse, the the shame, I think, is the yeah. biggest feeling that we get uh, linked to, right, here. That's right. I mean, it all goes back to the Catholic Church, doesn't it? Though. Hey, Jared Berger, real guy, real man of faith. I uh, I remember that from one of the emails. So we're out That's here <laughs> keeping it real. We're we're doing the Lord's work, and uh, we're we're saving the people like Jared out there, the Jareds of the world. We're trying to save you. So this cat, we were talking about this just off air a second ago, and uh, uh-huh. this is going to get very confusing very quickly. Mm-hmm. There's a we have a Jarrett and we have a Jared, and um, people seem to have a very difficult time s- speaking that very clearly all the time. So what's the solution? What are we going to do here? I uh, I w- would uh, like to elect the Garrett moniker for you because I know you're a big fan. <laughs> Is that a is that okay? I think it's a two to one vote. Uh, <laughs> well, what are, I I mean the real guy. What are some other names people have called you uh, like mispronounced your word or your name, Jarrett? My name? Or... Yeah, because you've gotten Garrett before, right? Uh man, I've been I've been called Duncan because people don't know how to read emails properly. That's always you got like, two that's... first names, and I've got I've got multiple first names. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's your confirmation name? Your uh, your name with uh, Jesus in the Catholic Church, Jared? J Dog. J Dog. That's a good one. <laughs> no. Do you know what mine is? No one cares. It's Cletus. Oh, okay. Yeah. What yeah, about I you, Jared Berger, real guy? Have you uh, ever went by any nicknames or uh, aliases? Uh, uh, many in the in the in the years. Uh, people have called me Mike. And uh, often, you know, <laughs> like Subway. Or, yeah, well, it, it's my middle name. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, often at fast food restaurants, they get my name as Jerry. Oh, that one, boy. That one happens all the time. Oh. So we'll, we'll have Jerry and Garrett. And uh, those will be really easy to uh, separate, I think, on my end, at least. Yeah, one of our uh, ongoing tales of woe at Arby's, uh, Jared, is mm. that uh, RJ and I have had to uh, just give fake names that mm-hmm. at uh, Arby's because our our regular names seem just impossible 
So yeah. we, we we've sometimes even alluded to our own listeners and uh, mm-hmm. to to other podcasters, fictional characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's an ongoing thing. So, like, I don't know if they do it at your Arby's or but like places like Cane's, Chicken Fingers, you know, uh, any other fast food places. Sometimes they get your first name down so they can call out your name. Mm-hmm. A lot of problems because my name's not hard, but people like like it's just two letters. But people have a real hard time. Like in my site specifically say it's just the letters. I think the worst I ever got was a. Uh, rj it was a r r r j e r j and i was like oh well, that's kind of cool what, what about just arge uh people call me arge sometimes uh and uh, andy always says rj is short enough it doesn't need to be abbreviated anymore but uh some people just go urge urge it's just like the sound yeah people can't handle phonetics it's uh, that's the big five they're supposed to teach you man and uh, it gets neglected shameful not enough time it's not enough time to get to those all five (laughs) well when you're watching uh like eight hour mabuse movies how are you gonna learn how to talk what are you gonna do right what are you gonna do exactly can't even read so uh what's up (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how's everyone's week been uh, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. I got no news or nothing like that. Nothing fun. I, I didn't drop anything on myself in the bathroom. Uh, my toilet's mm-hmm. fine. Um, yep. I, I would like to hear about uh, Jared Berger, and perhaps he would like to, uh, I don't know, just tell your tale, man. What's up? What, who are you? Uh, <laughs> What's your deal? <laughs> well, I I, uh, I don't know. I, I cook, <laughs> and I okay. watch movies, uh-huh. and I... Uh, Hang out with my friends, and I watch more movies. <laughs> Good. Probably better you don't give out too many personal details on this podcast. Oh, no, no. Um, some Plenty actors... Be... Sorry? Yeah. Plenty are going to be given away later in the episode just because of the level of detail I'll go into about ah. Slackerville. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to that. We're glad to have you. Yeah. Uh, uh, two follow-up questions, and then we'll ask yes. Jared how his week was. Um, you like my life-size data poster in the back? Absolutely. Okay, that's for the fans. <laughs> life. That's not for anyone Life, else. That's life-size. Life-size. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was not able to tell if it's... Uh, you must have a very tall door. <laughs> well, I am a very tall man. I'm like 9'8". But, uh, you know, that's it's just because we, we live in uh, the country. We eat a lot of beef. And then uh, I guess my With second That hor- hormone-injected beef, RJ. Uh, not our beef, let me tell you. Actually, hormones are good for you. Hormones are natural. You just just don't like, I don't know. You know? Don't hit them with Gatorade, like, into their muscles or anything like that. That's bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I was going to say, what uh, what's your favorite episode of the podcast, Jared? Burger, oh, gosh. Real uh, I really like the, the Joan of Arc episode um, because yeah. I had a pretty... I had a pretty nasty time trying to watch that just because I uh, wanted to just like get it illegally off the like stream it like illegally. And I couldn't find the version that had the English mm-hmm. uh, subtitles underneath the like inner titles. And okay. so basically I was just but that movie is so good enough. Uh, so good that like, you know, I could like understand it or whatever. But like I didn't get like the full experience or whatever. Right. And then whenever I watched that, uh, or whenever I listened to that episode, 
I was like, oh yeah, I, I should definitely give that another chance. And I, uh, it was very good. I'm glad I did. Yeah, I think people have mentioned that that's one of their favorite episodes. I think because we're actually like really enthusiastic and positive about a movie for once. So I mean, it's a it's a rare treat these days. <laughs> yeah, we that's don't mean. The... Sorry, go uh, ahead. <laughs> that's definitely the sign of a good episode. Whenever you guys like actually, you know, have a lot to talk about the movie. You know, whenever it's like whenever you guys trash on it, it's just like yeah, it was it was boring. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to talk about stuff that you just you don't you don't get anything out of, you know, we try, we try mm -hmm. for sure. I'm glad you oh, like it though. Try. And, uh, I'm a, I think you're a brave man for, uh, just fully incriminating yourself now. So whenever we always try to air quote, when we say how we attain movies legally, mm -hmm. uh, but now we have this recorded for the world where anyone will be like, how'd you get that movie? And we'll say, why don't you ask Jared Berger, real guy. He might be able to help you out. Yes. But but then I bought the Criterion, <laughs> so it, it all evens yes. out, you know? It does. It Karma, does. you know? Tell exactly. it to the judge. Tell it to the mm -hmm. judge. <laughs> so what about you, Jay? Dog? <laughs> you paint any figs or what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did, RJ. You know what I got? I got a new airbrush compressor. Is that good? Yeah, it's really great. Um, I, can't, I, I made a mistake. I bought a... Uh, a little one at the beginning mm -hmm. and uh i thought i was the problem that i didn't know what i was doing and i was kind of getting frustrated with my results so i i upped myself and uh got what i should have got at the beginning and fuck what a difference it's already made mm. hell of a thing i would have thought you were the problem too me too exactly it's fair um and you know what i'm getting really sick of like what two weeks since we've been back in school back at What's work that? zoom meetings are oh. you in zoom meetings now all the time all the uh, time yeah i i have some stories do you do the zooms jared for your classes or are you on a google classroom or something like that? uh it's it's been zoom and it's been constant because i did summer school as well uh but like you know obviously i could do it wherever i wanted so uh it was just you know, as soon as things lock down, uh, I've been on a Zoom call probably like three times a week since uh, March. <laughs> and now you're on Skype, the uh, the Bagul of the internet streamers. Oh, yeah. Bagul is definitely afoot tonight, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Oh, am I a little spotty? Uh, it comes and goes. It's actually, it's a different kind yeah. of like distortion tonight. It's not just the stutters, but we'll see. You know what? That's what we're all about here. Lo-fi. Lo-fi? Well, it's raw. That's what the people want, right? They want it raw. They want it live. Jarrett. Okay, tell me more about your Zoom meetings, Jarrett. Uh, J-Dog. Uh, they, they, that's they, they, they just never stop. I, I'm, uh, I've, had, I've had six this week, and I'm sure there'll be more to come. Yeah. I I, you know, I, I avoided it all summer, and now yeah. I'm like in, I'm in the thick of it. And uh, it's not good. It's not a good time. And then you get to see weird things. Uh, what do you, you mean? Know, you get to see what people are doing, because like what it, they have in their house, like things that are yeah, on their walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they attend to their dogs. You can see them yeah. hanging out with their kids, and you're just like, huh, this is a weird window into the world, isn't it? Maybe, maybe that's better though, because maybe that'll bring people together, Jarrett. But then I'm afraid of what I am not seeing. What's just outside of frame? Like how I have that fear that another Jarrett's going to walk in through that open door yes. and then just 
kill us all and end it all yeah yeah hmm yeah that's my i am pretty sure that's jared Berger's real fear too real yes. guy real fear yes who would be able to uh who would defend or well who would attack animal cruelty in films then no one not no one on our end as far as i can tell i'm the only one who cares I think I, me being Tobey Maguire was the most offensive thing I've ever seen in meme form. What's wrong with Tobey Maguire? Oh, look at him. Just look at him. <laughs> you know, uh, so that uh, that Raimi meme sent in by uh, the real guy himself, that was a uh, that one played well on uh, our channel. It, it, it did. I know. Okay. I, I saw those. I saw those likes, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Lots God. of uh, comments. Too. God damn. Yeah. Raimi so, memes are. Quite, quite a beast. <laughs> They're for the kids, eh? Yeah. As old people say. Sure. <laughs> right. So, so would uh, so Jared? Do you uh, do you collect the Criterions? Oh, I do. I do. I got them back in that closet because uh, I don't have enough uh, real estate in my in my room. <laughs> right. Yes. And, how many uh, how, how many deep are you? As far as uh, uh, how, how many you got? Let's see. I've probably got about um, maybe like I've got probably like twenty-five to thirty plus the Igmar Bergman collection. Okay. And I'm thinking about picking up that Fellini box set. That that looks quite appealing. But I've got to sell off my eight and a half and armor cord. Oh man, uh, no, you don't know, easy. Yeah, yeah, or you just sit, or you just sit on it and throw it into like a bin, like I would, and then you yeah. just you just have choices, you know. <laughs> yeah, your double dipping bin. I have I have lots of those too, where it's like I have it, but I didn't have this version of it, and then I don't throw out the other one too. It's like I still want the other one. It's right. Okay. Right. Right. Did you listen to our I Viti Leone Fellini episode? Because uh, that's did. in the box set. I did, and I, I'll give that film another chance. And I don't know if I'm the one who, who like, uh, who kind of like <laughs> said you said that's. Uh, let's see, it, it was because that film was uh, labeled as like coming of age, and then that kind of like mm. uh, I, I put that in my review. But it was yeah. just because I, I listened to the uh, to the Criterion uh, the Criterion Channel supplements right before that oh, yes. and so those kind of those kind of soured uh, i i would have had a better time if i didn't watch it it's it's 50 50 with those you know mm-hmm. oh it's definitely 50 50 yeah it's uh it's you're dipping into the supplements though you're doing it right you should start a podcast <laughs> the or supplement the, the supplement channel yeah i mean I think that'd be a good market. Someone could start well, the, at one the, and just are, review the supplements. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, what hell that would be. I'm putting that idea out in the world. I hope someone does it. We will not. I, uh, I, well, I think that's what uh, I think that's that's the idea that I think Frank and Oliver have been waiting for all this time. For their side cast? Yeah. The side supplements, something like that, you know, and it's they Su- just. Supplement just sickos. Oh my! I hope someone's brave enough. What a, what a horrible idea! It's just wretched. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. well. Let's let's hear about some wretched, horrible ideas from Creepsville. Oh, the oh, mail. Yes. Let's do it. All right, into the emails. Emails. Ah, okay. oh, there you go, buddy. <laughs> I I forgot that that was my uh, my classic zinger for a second. I forgot. 
So we got ourselves an email, RJ. Oh. It might be over before we know it. Uh-oh. Uh, from the podcast, uh, podcast Commission. Oh, oh are, are they in association with the Gorky Foundation, do you think? Uh, with an email entitled, Upcoming Cancellation. Uh-huh, okay. Dear Criterion Creeps Podcast, On behalf of the Podcast Quality Commission of North America, mm. I am reaching out to notify you of your upcoming cancellation. I'm sure you can appreciate that this has been a long time coming, given your frankly problematic conduct during the past four years. Mm-hmm. Please know that this is not an issue that we take lightly. It has come to our attention that on September 9th, 2020, the character played by Mr. Duncan uttered the phrase, quote, pusshound, unquote, on several occasions. Uh, yeah. This is in direct violation of the Podcast mm-hmm. Quality Commission's Code of Conduct, Section 8, Subsection 14. Uh-huh. On a personal note, I must say that I actually do enjoy the podcast and admire your commitment to, quote, not stop until you're dead, unquote. Mm-hmm. As such, I will discuss this cancellation with my supervisors at the commission to see what we can do about postponing or canceling your, uh, your cancellation. But please know that any further mentions of, quote, pusshounds, unquote, will not be handled quite so favorably. Mm-hmm. Regards, Maximov G. Orky, Assistant Quality oh. Assurance Associate, the Podcast Quality Commission of North America. So in a twist, Gorky himself, a 230-year-old Gorky, is running the commission? No. Why would you think that? Well, it wasn't assigned by... Or it's a, it, a descendant? What? Maximov G. Orky. Orky. Oh, okay. See? You didn't hit those consonants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heart, yeah. See, I mean, I can understand how that mistake could be made. Right, right. Uh, I, for one, I support this completely because I've uh, I've been thinking about that for weeks since you you've said it, and I've all, had all week. I've had several, and when I say several, I've had three separate people contact me personally about <laughs> that few, exact you've, statement. You've had, a, you've, had a, you've had a few. I've had a few. Uh, I have had three separate people. They all in. I would describe it as panic, fear, and. <laughs> Uh, and ambigu- like they were just anxious about the whole situation. They're like, we don't know what to do. We are hurting because of this. Uh, they all told a similar story. And um, what was the honest, story? Tell me more. They, uh, well, you you said it, and then uh, you know you. Some people just, some people were like out in their jobs. They heard this, and then like they were wrecked for a whole day. Like I, you, we've wrecked some lives, man. I don't it was know by Jer- far. Yeah, yeah, it was by far the worst moment of my life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, every week on Wednesday at uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is pretty much every the worst moment of my life. But um, uh, yeah, that was a bad one. So uh, did that one hit you pretty hard, Jared Berger? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I must have been. I, I was walking somewhere in West Campus, and I, I just shook my head to myself and said why do i do this <laughs> your your legs buckled you fell some some nice person came by and was like are you okay son and they're like you're like i don't know mm-hmm. and then I he started know. talking conspiracy theories to me oh <laughs> yeah see, I, I like those ones though those ones are good mm-hmm. yeah you know doppelganger theories and uh you know other things but anyways jared yeah you're a bad guy <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, I this this podcast commission. I mean, is it coming from Gmail dot com? Um, I question as opposed to dot org or what? Yeah, you know, 
or okay. like you know the AQAA at uh, podcast Q Commission NA or something like that. No, mm. I don't know. Bring it, Maximov. I um I'm for it. So uh, if they need if they need someone to sign a petition, let me know. I could get a thousand signatures tomorrow. We're a global phenom. Sure. Man, it's just it's not, it's not good to encourage me like this. To uh, I don't think you've ever needed encouragement. You've been able, you've been handling it on your own pretty well. Well, it seems so like far. I mean, I feel like I've been like dropping these things over time. These these turns of phrases to turn stomachs, and it is finally, that a it, turn it, of phrase? It, it, it feels like it feels like uh, finally I've hit on something that has had some sort of a reaction, and now I'm like, oh good. Uh, I I got pushed further in that direction, I guess. I got some I got some memes in the bank uh, that I can uh, (laughs) I can post tonight based on your troubling behavior. Uh, I think I even have maybe one of Jared Burgers. It's I said before I still have a bunch of memes. I'm just I uh, I space them out and uh, there I'll get to them all eventually. So there there's a few based on your language that I think I uh, are will appropriately be timed Mm -hmm. for today and tomorrow. Oh, good. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very excited. Okay. Well, what else we got in there? Well, we got Oliver Granger writes oh. in, my October recommendation for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he links to the movie Girl on the Third Floor, starring oh, yeah. CM Punk. I mm-hmm. chose this one because of the film RJ talks about all the time, Buck, Buck Loads of Jizz or something. Excuse me? That's what that's what he wrote. Excuse me. Buckloads of jizz or something. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that was me or the uh, some other character for the podcast, but uh, I'll I'll hear him out. What else does he have to say? Just read that top review. I cannot overstate the sheer obsession this film has with the viscosity of cum to the extent that I've walked out of the cinema feeling as if I had some stuck in my hair. Oh no! <laughs> oh, he's being serious. Uh, I think I was talking about that High Life movie where it's uh, the Star Trek, but it's the sex version mm. with, with the semen shamans and stuff like that. I see. Okay. This is a tough recommendation for me, as I believe you are contractually obliged to watch one of my recommendations a year, and I would mm. prefer it to be one I have seen. But I want you to be punished. It should be on Netflix, and it is. It is, yeah. Yep, confirmed. Besides, the top horror I've seen this year is Amsterdam, which only RJ has yet to see, and he said he might get to it anyway. Other recommendations, perhaps for listeners? The Seventh Curse, director of Ricky O, batshit crazy, and better than my previous recommendation from same director, The Cat. And Mm -hmm. Relic by Natalie Erica James, an unoriginal but solid directorial debut with a good, clear message. Mm. Sure from oliver <laughs> did he say sure or did sure say- sure sure, sure. Uh, i'll add it to the list but uh i don't know where this contractual obligation is uh you know recently based on the star trek talk uh, oliver's uh there's a lot of things that uh it seems that we are owing to him uh we ruined his life his no. marriage is on the rocks now yep. that's actually not true um but uh you know his everything that <laughs> since we've entered his life uh it's just fallen apart so he he expects a lot in uh, remuneration is a word that's real sure 
All right. I'll add it to the list. What about you, Jer? Will you also add um, it to I, the I list? Threw, I, I threw it on my list. Uh, I, I, I actually I should mention one of the things I did this past week was I have begun to build the the Creeptober list. What? Mm. Uh, how many numbers you got in there? Oh, I, I, I don't disclose that kind of information, RJ. Okay. That's between That's... me and my list. You and your youth pastor? Yes. Well, okay. uh, he's not. He's just. He's just my pastor. I don't. I don't know what if actual affiliation he has, if any. Okay. Um, Jared Berger, are, mm. are you? Are you a horrorsman? Are you into the horror films? Uh, I'll try to do something this oh. uh, this month, but I I like them, but I I I don't have the need to watch them over other movies. You know, right. I, I do. Uh. I do enjoy being scared, but. Um, it's you know being actually scared is you know rare you know yeah. then it's it's more like it's just a good movie that like is quote unquote scary you know mm-hmm. right yeah i think the actual like pursuit of scary movies uh long past for me cuz like most of the movies just aren't or if they are it's just like lazy ass jump scares and cats being thrown at a frame that sort of thing and like musical mm-hmm. stings so mm-hmm. yeah I, I get that but yeah i don't know i don't know where the t- thing turned around like it's not like like for the most part most horror movies like all movies are really bad and i think actually mm-hmm. a lot of <laughs> horror movies are really bad but boy there's something about them that's just uh, it's easier to watch <laughs> than say our sometimes real movies um, no i definitely i definitely see that <laughs> There's a comfort to it, right? Like it's a, I won't even describe it as junk food, but it's kind of like, it's just to use that. It's like, you know, junk food serves a purpose too. You're not going to get the most like nutrients out of it, but it feels good while you're doing it sometimes. And you'll you'll get fat. And you'll get fat from it too. Just like horror movies. Um, We, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, the rare or actual scares is pretty rare, but uh, it's more about, um, the hunt i think jared has described it as before mm-hmm. where it's like you'll watch about 30 shit movies and then you'll get one really good one and then you'll be like oh yeah it was all worth it to lead up to to find that that pearl in the shit stack you know <laughs> that's what that's what my criterion uh watch through has been like <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah criterion and There's... horror are the same thing yeah that's yeah. right mm-hmm. well uh yeah, What's going I, on over there? I don't know. <laughs> Next email. Okay, yeah. sure. Justin Peterson. Nice. Procrastinators of the world unite. Ooh. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Well, the fall school semester is officially back in full force with me having to get up at 6 a.m. each morning to drop the kids off at three different schools along mm-hmm. with taking them to soccer, baseball, and scouts throughout the week. Plus, nice. the wifey is having us repaint the house and loves to complain about how a wall looks before it has even dried. So needless to say, I have waited till the last minute once again to write in, and I will try to keep this short. What kinds mm-hmm. of activities do you find yourselves procrastinating on these days? <laughs> All, everything everything <laughs> everything potentially uh-huh yeah what are you what are you saying Jer? oh nothing nothing it's everything you know yeah nothing i don't know it's like a constant state of things mm. uh yeah i don't know man i try not to do anything ever um yeah. i i'm like justin my wife always likes to do stuff and i'm like no what about star trek so real problem real problem what about you jared burger what do you procrastinate on 
well, I have schoolwork, but I mainly use that to. I have like other other shit, <laughs> and uh, uh, like right now I'm procrastinating a lot on like uh, like I guess filmmaking just because everything's closed down and I prefer being on set and stuff. I'm trying to write a script, but it's uh, <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> but that's all scripts, you know. If you need any tips, we have lots of ideas. Like, have you ever considered a toilet that's alive? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> think uh, about it. I'll, I'll think good. about it. Yeah, that'll be number two. Yeah, that'll yeah. be number two. Ah! Yeah. See, it writes itself. And then you, yeah. you put it out there, and it's just a way to get your foot in the door, right? Like, that's the hardest part of any business or industry. Just getting your foot in. Yeah, yeah I think we need more killer object movies. Yeah. <laughs> Pitch yeah. it to Troma. They might be interested. Well, Lloyd Kaufman will definitely let you work for him for free. That's uh -huh. for sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. Just, Justin oh. continues, wow, oh, yeah. that that favorite X-Men characters question really spun off last week with some great TMNT toy chat. And I, yes. too, was a Turtles toy collector. Can you recall any fad movie franchise-related toys that you collected? I remember collecting a bunch of the Independence Day toys, so I too could have my little Will Smith action figure punch an alien and say, "Welcome to Earth." Uh, that's pretty cool. I I didn't have that one. Um, do you want to go first, Jared? I know you're a big toy guy. Ooh, toys! Wow, what comes to mind immediately is the Batman toys Ooh, from yeah. the, uh, the the Tim Burton movies. I definitely uh, bought one of those toys real bad. And, man, that was like when they would just like, make endless Batmans, like Camo Batman, Ice Batman, mm -hmm. Jungle Batman, Battle Batman. And it was all Batmans. But sometimes you're like, I just want Joker. And then, like, Joker was impossible to find because life's mm -hmm. not fair. And then you get, like, Bob the Goon. Hey, Bob's a great character, though. <laughs> great, know? great character. He's Joker's number one guy. Yeah, and you're like, oh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's this guy with long blonde hair going to do? Just Bob stuff, dude. Do Bob things. What's Bob doing? What's Bob up to? <laughs> uh, what What else? What else did you have? Just Batmans? No Jokers? I, I got to think about it. I got to think of right. toys. I guess like I, I thought like the Jurassic Park toys mm -hmm. from like whatever, 93, 94 were out. I thought those were amazing, but it was so hard to actually get them. Mm -hmm. Like getting like that, that T-Rex with the rubber skin. Ooh. Yeah, that th that thing was wicked, but it's way cool. too way too expensive, and never got one. Got, yeah. I got like you know, video games or whatever instead. I guess so. That I think I had a Velociraptor or like the D Diplodocus, whatever the fuck it's called, the one that sprays venom. Oh, and that's pretty cool. And killed Nedry. Didn't it have like a squishy part on the back where you could shoot water out of it or something? Yeah, it had some sort of like button. Some variation that, that, of that? that ejected water or whatever you decided Ooh. to fill it with. What do you mean, whatever you oh, fill it with? <laughs> what? What do you mean by that? Hey, hey, I don't want us to get canceled here. I'm trying to keep it nice and clean. All right. The only thing I'll say filthy is in quotes and unquotes. That's that's it. Oh, interesting. I've been, so I've, been warned, I've been warned. I can't talk. Where did that hound dog quote come from? I beg your pardon? Uh, the pee hound when you said that uh, two weeks ago that was a quote no 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 i'm now oh i see i see because yeah. we're on watch right interesting yeah interesting. I, I have to be on good behavior i don't know how long probation lasts uh forever 
well, there you go. No, no fun. Jared <laughs> Berger. You? Yeah, Jared Berger. Did you like those fad movie franchise toys? I did. I'm I'm of an uh, I'm of a different age than you guys, so yeah. it, it it'll be a little bit different. Um, well, I I would say uh, we started out with like uh, like Spider Man and Toy Story stuff, just because yes. that was that was real that was real good whenever we were uh, whenever we were growing up. And then after that, it was Lego Star Wars. You know. All the way, we rode that wave. Those were fun. Yeah, I think I, I think <laughs> I, I can peg your age from that. Uh, did you have a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man toy? Oh yes. Oh yeah. W- Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the <laughs> worst. Oh, the worst toys. They're, that's they're awesome. So bad, Good stuff, chair. Good so, stuff. They're so bad. <laughs> uh, I had uh, I had the luxury. I had an older brother, so I inherited a lot of toys. But he had like the Ghostbusters, uh, like headquarters with an Ecto one. That was really cool. Uh, for my own personal Jared, I was a big Spider-Man animated guy. I had mm-hmm. them all, man. Even Moebius, the plasma sucker. I had him. He was in there. Um, Beast Wars. You remember Beast Wars, Jared? These aren't movie franchises, RJ. I don't give a shit. These are what. This is what I was buying. <laughs> You know what the best one was, though? Did you ever see Dino Riders, Jared, that animated TV show? No. No? So get this, Jared. This is a deep pool. This is like 30, 40 years old. There was a show. It was an animated Saturday morning cartoon. It was called Dino Riders. And it was people like aliens came down to a dinosaur Earth, and they mounted the T-Rexes and stuff with like laser beams and missiles and shit, and they rode them around and fought each other. It was awesome. <laughs> That's what they should make movies out of now. <laughs> I, I I agree. <laughs> Hollywood's gonna be calling me any day right now, you know, guys. Uh, I didn't realize it was movie specific. I don't know. Um, shit. Whenever Burger King had like their like mm. specific Happy Meal stuff, I, or like their kids meal things, I would always get those. I can't even remember what they were though. You know what oh, I got yeah. sucked into real hard. What? The uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace toys. Pogs? No, toys. Pogs are toys? No. Pogs are pogs. <laughs> well, what is a pog then? It's a pog. Oh. So wait, which Phantom Menace toys did you have? Like, like the action figures. Racers? Oh, no. I had the entire like wave one set. Okay. There was like, there had to have been like 30 figures like on day one. That's pretty cool. Bought them all. It's like, oh man, this is going to be a collector's item. Jar Jar Binks. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Z- Senator Palpatine. <gasps> Chancellor you... Valeron. Oh, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with these, actually, these toys? Yeah, these toys. I don't even know so... if Palpatine actually had a figure from that wave one, but uh, Terrence Stamp sure did. Ooh, who doesn't like Terrence Stamp in uh, Pog form? Yeah. I had the Pogs for Phantom Menace. Jared Berger, do you know what Pogs are? I don't, okay, uh, well, but I've heard about them. <laughs> they were just little little discs, and you would like stack them and stuff. No one really knew how to play with them. But uh, when Phantom Menace came out, they uh, Star Wars had a partnership with Pizza Hut, and they gave out uh, Phantom Menace Pogs. So when you'd order a Pog or a pizza, you get a Phantom Menace Pog. So I had a lot of pizza, so I could get the Pogs. Right, Jared? <laughs> tell, you know me I'm about? tell me more tell me more about 
Goddamn pogs. I was just I was just riffing for a little bit, you know? Did you yeah. find that thing you were looking for? Or? Yeah, there was a toy, but I'm not sure if it was Wave 1. Eventually, there was, at least at some point, a Senator Palpatine. That's pretty cool. Whew. So, uh, Goat's Movie Question of the Week. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite Eddie Murphy movies? Oof. Ooh, I got some good answers. I think I've, we should let Jared Berger go first, though. What's that? Uh, we'll, let, we'll let Justin well, go first. Oh. I, fi- I finally saw that Dolomite movie, and it was really good. He is also great in another movie about making a movie, Bowfinger, in those two very different roles. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. What about Go- you, Jared Berger? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I haven't seen too many. I've seen uh, the most popular four on Letterboxd and nothing else. Okay. Uh, so I would probably have to pick the first Shrek. Um, although I did, I did really like that Dolomite is my name. That was, that was a really good contender of last year to be sure. So you're telling me that you've only (laughs) seen the first four Eddie Murphy movies. That's correct. Wow. I know there's a lot, there's a lot for me to catch up on. (laughs) I've only seen eight Eddie Murphy movies. (gasps) Oh, whoa. Who's going to do an Eddie Murphy sidecast with me? I have seen 24 Eddie Murphy movies. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> RJ, you watch, a, you watch a lot of bad movies. Is that what, what that tells me? Do you any idea how many movies Eddie Murphy has been in? There's 62? four Shreks. There's three Beverly Hills Cops. There's two Nutty Professors. There's a Dr. Doolittle. There's Coming to America. Oh. There is Haunted Mansion, Bowfinger, Norbit, one of the best movies ever made. The Golden Child. Eddie Murphy's Delirious, another nutty professor. Life, Vampire in Brooklyn, 48 Hours, I Spy, Showtime with Robert De Niro, Pluto Nash. Remember that one, Jer? You you guys, I mean, well, uh, Jared Berger, I kind of understand. But, Jared, you've never seen, like, the Beverly Hills Cops movies and 48 Hours? and Okay. Well, this is You've all, never I, seen those? I must have watched Beverly Hills Cop 1. That's weird. What about I'm, Norbit? Maybe I have never seen Beverly Hills Cop 1. I No, RJ. I, weirdly enough, I haven't seen Norbit. That's wild, right? Um, that I is go, wild. I go with uh, Trading Places. That's probably the that or uh, Bowfinger. Sounds good to me. So I am actually inclined to agree with you. Trading Places is the best New Year's Eve movie uh out there eddie murphy's great in that bowfingers a good show all all around uh but i'm gonna say one different from you jer what about life you ever by directed by ted demi that's right the man who brought us blow and the ref wow brother of jonathan demi criterion alum Uh, exactly so he got some of it uh some of that talent you know um i hope they're brothers (laughs) who cares it doesn't matter I'm uh, I'm just shocked at uh, your lack of uh, watching, Jarrett, more than anything. Um, I think you should put Norbert on your watch list, Jarrett. Yeah? That could I be sh- a Patreon goal. Hmm. Well. <laughs> just, there's, there's no excuse for you guys not to watch Norbert. Let me see. Is it on anything? It's probably on Netflix or something. Oh, look at that. It's Ted on Demi. Netflix. Well, to correct myself, Jonathan Demi is the uncle of Ted Demi. Ted Demi? Yeah. Oh. Well, they're both dead, so does it matter anymore? <laughs> oh. 
Uh, no, it doesn't. I think all that matters now is Norbit. Let's get that going. Norbit. You're you're hearing me. You're gonna watch it. No. Yeah. Will you watch Norbit, Jared Berger? Sure. Don't. No. Don't. <laughs> I'll watch anything. No. No. It can, it can da- be like Daddy. How... Daddy Daycare. Dream Girls. I saw Daddy Daycare in theaters, Jared. I noticed there's like a thing about like red bubbly fonts on white posters with Eddie Murphy. Like, holy man. Oh, holy man was. Wait, that's not an Eddie Murphy movie, is it? It sure is. Holy man? I've seen Holy Man. Where's that? It's way down deep. I'll find it after, but I've seen that movie. Oh, yeah. Holy man. It's good stuff. (laughs) Real good stuff. (laughs) So good. So good. Uh, it's a great poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Foodie <laughs> question of the week. Okay. Do you creeps enjoy a nice hearty salad from time to time? I am the guy at the salad bar that likes to put just about everything on my little bit of lettuce. From croutons, bacon bits, olives, those mini corn cobs, banana peppers, and much more. But no thank you on the cottage cheese. If I'm keeping it healthy, I will just use olive oil as a dressing. Or if I want to live life dangerously, I go with ranch or blue cheese. Or, of course, Italian if I'm at the Olive Garden. French, Russian, balsamic vinegar. No thanks. How how, are you feeling about salads out there, boys? I mean, I, I think I got to de- default to you guys. What's your opinion on salad? Uh, there, I if I don't like I don't like eating them at restaurants because sometimes I do like salad and I do like salad, but paying fifteen dollars <laughs> for a for a salad <laughs> is always so like it's a hard pill to swallow. What about a spinach salad, Jarrett? Would you well, eat one of those at a restaurant? I, I have eaten many spinach salads at a restaurant. Like, uh, okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. What about you, Jared Berger? Where do you sit on the salad debate? Uh, well, I I'm very pro salad, but I I don't I don't uh, eat very many salads. Uh, but um, I try every now and then. I'll I'll buy, you know, a uh, an iceberg uh, lettuce and. I'll make a wedge and, you know, dress it with blue cheese and bacon and tomatoes and onions. And uh, that will be a good meal in itself. Yeah, for sure. It can be. I find I'm usually bummed out by the salads I make at home, though. So I'm the opposite of you, Jared. I actually kind of like restaurant salads. They make it just how I want it. You know, lots of dressing. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big Caesar salad boy, Jared. Oh, you know? boy. I like Caesar oh, yeah, salads. I love those. I'll have, to, I'll have to get you some of my dad's uh, Caesar dressing. What's in that? Garlic, anchovies. It mm-hmm. is uh, real strong stuff. I hey, a like, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, see, luck. Uh, luckily, Bagul uh, edited those sounds out for nice. the sake of the podcast commission. For the yeah. sake of the world, I think no one wants to hear that. Uh, the last thing I'll say, you know what we eat like twice a week in our house, and it's just because Andy really likes it, is a Greek salad. Ugh. No. Yeah. We're, no. We put down a ton of Greek salad. What about you, Jared Berger? Are you a Greek salad guy? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you? I yes. wasn't. But, you know, when, when the wife makes it, you, you, you got to eat it. You just You just got to eat it. Don't tell her I said that, okay? Yeah, I, I've, I've tried. I don't know. I've tried Greek salad, but... I don't know. You just gotta, you just gotta work 
progressively at what you want. So olives and feta, those right. go down first. You'll yes. pop in a couple tomatoes here and there just to kind of even it out because olives and cheese are a little high, you know, they're a little rich. And then you just push all that onion shit out of the way. You don't even eat those. Uh, <laughs> so like, you, you, you don't eat a quarter of the salad, which is usually more than that because it's onion. And it's just yeah. all over the place. Yeah, raw onion, huh? Yeah, I kicked that onion right right the fuck out of there. I, I don't got time for that. Yeah, that's kind of always the worst with um, when I do have my, my spinach salads, RJ. The is onion? Uh, it's, it depends. It all depends on how the onion's cut. And sometimes it's overdone. And uh, you got to, like, it depends on the dressing. Since some mm-hmm. places have good dressing, some places have really, really gross dressing. And you just, you just go, hold it. Hold it, please. I just need a, mm-hmm. a touch. I need a dab. I don't need a, a spattering of it. Mm. Just running down my gullet. No, no. But, yeah, on- onions are okay. But I, you're a kind of an anti-onion boy, right? Uh I like onions that are cooked in things. I like the flavoring onions give, but I just don't like popping straight onion back. It's a, I have this weird like super ability to taste things, and uh, I it's not a little kid thing. I'm just like, I'm so gifted in so many ways, Jarrett, and taste is one of them. So uh, onions are just very overpowering, very overpowering. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, my, I think my thing is like tomatoes sometimes like. They can be like that too. Un, uncooked. Yeah. I don't know. I've talked about my tomatoes are a weird thing. Cooking with tomatoes is fine, but just like straight up raw tomato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got, they got to be really, really ripe. I get really, uh, I get really weird. Cr- oh, am I? Am I no, cutting out? Can hear <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have these really weird cravings for, uh, for raw tomatoes and uh you know i i I recall like nights in high school where i I just like find all the fucking tomatoes i can Mm. you know scounge in the uh in the in the gardens and whatnot just just popping tomatoes (laughs) that's right yeah nasty nights the jared burger story (laughs) just prowling neighborhoods stealing people's tomatoes it's true just unbelievable Hey, Jared, where do you stand on mushrooms? Because I feel like this is something that we address sometimes. And uh, I think I've made my stance very clear. Uh, but where where do you stand on mushrooms? Are you pro-mushroom or anti-mushroom? Uh, you could say I'm, I'm pro-mushroom. I very okay. much I very much good. like them. I, I like them cooked, sautéed, and pizzas. There They're you go. Good. I, like, I like mushrooms. The right side of history. You yeah. guys, they grow out of like walls and they have gills and they're so gross oh delicious so yeah, they, gross. They, oh so good Ugh, flavor so country good. I, you just gotta get all that water out i yeah i know it's i think the flavor is good i just think the mushroom itself is gross do you know we're not talking <laughs> about that that's like what people say about the podcast they're like the flavor of the podcast is good it's just the guys are gross right we're growing right? out of walls uh, well, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you got going on over at your place lately. No. You know? Ready for another email? Fuck, yeah. yeah. How many more do we got? Two. Damn. We, right. One from old Actium Jackson Maximus. Oh, shit. He's back. <laughs> hey, creeps. 
Thanks for the Creeptober recommendations. In preparing for the upcoming months, I've been on the lookout for a more tailored set of films as opposed to just trying to get through all of the classics. This mm. includes some experimental horror, early Clive Barker shorts, cinema mm. of transgression, some good old-fashioned sexploitation, and other assorted lurid trash. Have you guys heard about Crispin Glover's film, It Is Fine, Everything Is Fine? It's apparently only viewable at screenings, but it sounds pretty interesting. I have. I have... Uh, heard of it is fine everything is fine and is this uh, new? no this is like he, he's he made two movies and they are very uh experimental art how okay. see things yeah it, i don't know it crispin glover's a tough 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 bag <laughs> he's i don't know he's good at dancing though yeah. right did i cut out no no he no. he he's He's, he's Joey, pre- I just left you guys stunned. You don't think Chris Benoit is a good dancer? I, I I wasn't thinking about it. He's pretty good in a, in that Friday the Thirteenth part. That's four. what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? he's pretty good in that. What about uh, George McFly? How's he in? How's he there? I mean, I think he serves the role that he needs to. If that's ambiguous enough for you, Jackson continues. Okay. It's apparently only viewable. Yeah. So additionally, I was wondering what are some good underseen regional horror films you'd suggest? I've been combing through Letterboxd looking for cheap posters like this, but most are impossible to find. Let's see what this this was. Blood Circus from 1985. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh... Oh, I. I think it's on somebody's like list of something to track down, and I have it on my wrestling list. Because this is a movie about wrestlers. Wrestling? The incredible sci-fi two hours wrestling motion picture. Aliens come to Earth to fight has-been professional wrestlers. That sounds super cool. What is this movie called? Blood Circus. Blood Circus. Man, that sounds wicked. Why haven't you found this for me yet? Jared? Um... I think it's just because I put it on a list because I had someone talk about wrestling, but I don't know if uh, it's out there in the world. Mm. Are there any films in particular that you're looking forward to or have you exhausted the source of horror films so much that most are just the shits and watching them is out of obligation? Mm. Yes and no. (laughs) Right. Uh, After always hearing about Jared's infamous private list, I'm curious as to how many he does have. I have 256 with a few watch lists with links that just loom over me indefinitely. And finally, with talks of Kaufman, I'm curious as to your thoughts on Synodectiki, New York. The backpacks Mm. were never stolen in the bushes. Keep up the excellent work and best wishes to the quote unquote quote quote, (laughs) real podcast guy unquote. Wow. Well, I'm I'm glad that he's offering his support to uh, real guys out here, and uh, I'm glad his backpacks were never stolen. Yeah. Regional horror cinema, man. Video oh, violence. Man. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it it fits it fits every category. People keep asking us, "What's a movie that fits in here? What's a movie that fits in there?" Video violence. Let's find it the fits long, in all oh, of them. Here's a pretty long one. Sean Young's list. Let us. Uh, I've seen 118 of 380. Okay. And uh, let's take a look here. <clears throat> Question is, is: Are some of these are these films going to be actually regional films? It's always a tough thing. Hmm. I didn't mind effect, effects from 1980. 
and oh my god some of these movies i'm like did i watch this when he says regional <laughs> is it like to a specific region or is no, this just like, other, like american regional cinema like just like mm-hmm. it's like if rj you and me make a movie that oh, would yeah. be that would be a regional film we, we just like make it in particular there's like a horror vibe that I from, gotcha. the, from the heyday of vhs and like 16 millimeter film okay usually what one do, and done what about don dollar films 100 percent. yeah don dollar fits in there night beast he fox uh what about this is a good deep pull for you jared not like us 1995 by dave payne it uh it is described jared Berger, in case you didn't know a sexy yeah. horror filled story featuring two gorgeous aliens who move into a small American town. Sounds pretty um, good, right? I I've got <laughs> I, I've got one for you guys. Oh. Uh it, it uh I mean I, I said earlier that I'm I'm not a big horror person, but yeah. no one that I follow from the show has watched this, so uh, this will be pretty good. It's Suburban Squash Suburban Sasquatch. Okay. Uh, I don't. You guys might have heard of that. I don't know, but it's. Uh, I, I guess it's on Amazon Prime, and uh, one of my friends showed me a bootleg DVD of it, and it's just. It, it's one of it. It's definitely a bad movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, it's fun. It's fun. So I guess <laughs> check it the, out. The poster. It's <laughs> like I. I'm like I'm like kind of confused because like you first you're like okay I see the Sasquatch's body but there's like uh-huh. a face in the torso where you're like is that like a chimp face like there's like an eyes for it's, nipples it's like his it's like hairless hairless chest i guess I yeah don't know. like it's exposed mm. unfurred parts but it's like there's like a half a face in the chest it's just like two faces it's like is this like a giant head that eats you and it says it reads here this is from troubled moon films presents suburban sasquatch mm-hmm. the s does double duty there he's out of the woods and in your neighborhood and you can visit www.troubledmoonfilms.com for more information, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And actually, I, I, I see that it's got a, uh, a lot of half-star reviews. I mm-hmm. know 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 people, or 11 people I know have watched this film. Um, hmm. that's, that's the circles I run in, apparently. But yeah, this one uh, doesn't come up very often, though I did see that... Uh, PD one eighty seven uh, gave it five stars. Ooh. Um, oh God! <laughs> Dinosauroidable gave it three stars. A very handsome movie. Brian Sauer gave it three stars. Mm. Uh, Jared Berger with a mid right in the middle of the road two and a half. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, I could, I think I could I might very well just add this to my list. Uh, how was this made available to you? Uh, to me, uh, my friend has the DVD. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. I looked into it up here. In Canada, so it might be on Prime in the States, but in Canada, it's oh, available right. on Tubi, Jared. Tubi with ads? Yeah. but no. I, So I've watched a couple things on Tubi, and like when it says ads, it's not even that much. It's like every 20 minutes, there's like a, a 30-second commercial for like Subaru. Like that, that's it. That's not, it's not too bad, but we, we can watch it up here, just not the way you guys can watch it down there because uh, Canada is bad. It is bad, I guess. As I've heard, <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a good wreck though. I'm I'm adding it to my list this year because my list is all over the fucking place. I don't know what I'm doing this year. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you know, what are we even doing anymore? But I'll check this out. It sounds cool. It uh, also, I think I, were, were you the one, Jared Berger, who was talking about uh, your belief in the Sa- Sasquatch, the Samsquatch, recently in other reviews? Someone was uh, talking no. about it in other reviews. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I think I've mentioned before, it, it's hard to keep track. Like, I don't even follow that many people on Letterboxd, like 200 or something, but it's hard for me to keep track of who's doing what sometimes. I thought it was oh, you. No, I'm just curious. <laughs> hmm. I'll try to get to the bottom of it, but uh, that's a good that's a good poll. So uh, Jackson here sent me a screenshot of his letterbox private lists. Okay. Um, how he think has his things oh. organized? Mine do are not organized like that. And actually, I was just I was thinking about Jackson today, and because I saw he was watching a whole bunch of experimental films, and I was like, Where, "Where's uh, Jackson's top ten experimental films list?" Maybe it's at the moment watch list for Valley of the Shadow. Um, yeah. So RJ, this this was the image that I was looking for earlier, just in case okay. uh, you both are aware. Um, oh, yep. Oh. Yeah. Yep. What does it say underneath? Is that French? Senate Com Droid <laughs> with Senate Cam Droid? A Cam Droid? Oh my God! It, does Palpatine have? going on here i don't even remember maybe this was a later version like i don't know i don't remember this comtech chip yeah what does that do yeah damn these these great mysteries all right all right it sounds looks cool sounds cool i'll 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 buy it on ebay Mm -hmm. if i can maybe i can go find it uh in my parents basement somewhere in a bin somewhere is it What? Is it still in yeah. the package? Yes. Yes, RJ. Wicked. Cool. Cool. Buddy. Uh, 555. I, I can't remember uh, if Jackson got around to that one. That's a that's a banger. Mm. 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 Remember Spine? <laughs> Massacre Video. That's like, boy, you want to watch some, some squalid films. <laughs> Massacre video might be the place for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say some Don Dollar is probably the best way to go. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm just like looking at this list. I've seen like you know, I've seen a third of this, and uh, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, Carnival of Souls is a regional horror film. Yeah, I was gonna say that one after <laughs> Suburban Sasquatch. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. And then I mean, there's then there's the Boogeyman. Which one? Uh, from 1980, oh. the uh, the Uli uh, one, Uli Lumel. That movie's got an, that movie's got a fantastic soundtrack. Not Uli Bowl. Not Uli Bowl. What about the battery, Jarrett? I guess that is. Uh, so it's it would be, I guess, but it's almost it's way too good. I think to maybe fit into yeah. the parameters of this. Uh, right. pe- people love that deathbed, the bed that eats. Oh yeah, that movie is I eat. Uh or oh actually I... one of my favorites was uh made by uh John Duncan, The Hackers from nineteen eighty eight. Oh. Is any relation? No, sadly. Oh. Well I'm, that's not as interesting then. Oh hey, here's a regional film. The Killing of Satan. That's regional to the Philippines. <laughs> that's a region, right? Come on, RJ. It's uh, 
What about the suckling? Yeah, probably the suckling. (laughs) What about the brain? That's regional to Eastern Canada. Yeah, I mean that's like the that falls under the Canadian roof, though. Mm. You know, this this is this is about American cinema for Americans, not Philippines. No. Okay. My bad. My All bad. right. All right. I think, I think we've I've answered that. Oh no no. Um, what are my thoughts on Cinedectiki New York? Oh, RJ, yeah. you've never seen that, right? I have not. You know, I will say. So I watched this with my buddy Lawrence while he was house sitting my friend Corey's, and we watched this movie. And mm-hmm. we were I was expecting a lot of great things, and it really seemed like B list Charlie Kaufman. But I've only seen it the one time, and mm-hmm. I know it seems like people really love it, and I definitely need to rewatch it at some point. But whenever whenever it came out fresh out on DVD is the last time I watched it, and <laughs> the only time I've ever seen it. So I definitely need to revisit it. But, yeah, my first impression of it was kind of like I wanted it to be as good as his other movies, and it didn't feel that way to me. But mm-hmm. that, that could have been my problem. But it's also got my boy Philip Seymour Hoffman, so... Well, you know, that's 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 good. What about you, Jared Berger? Have you seen Seneco Cheetah, New York? No, I don't I know how to say that word. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get around to it since everyone seems to be rewatching this this Charlie Kaufman this Charlie Kaufman guy. This Charlie Kaufman guy. <laughs> Have you seen uh, a lot of Charlie Kaufmans? Most I've seen. Uh, well, recently, uh, I guess two weeks ago, I saw. Uh, being John Malkovich, and I saw the uh, the new one that came out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the name of it. And then I also, I'm thinking of I mean, I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of anything. So then I really like that. You know, Sun, Eternal Sunshine, and uh, the last one that I saw, I, I can't I can't remember what it uh, what it was called. But yeah, I like him. He's good. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's pretty good. He's pretty he's good. A thinker. Mm-hmm. yeah we'll talk about human nature later and we'll we'll really dig into it oh yeah we better right right chair wait what you watch human nature i don't know what okay no i don't uh, watch human nature oh my god okay so i did see some people have been watching human nature and they seem to be more positive on it than i remember being so who knows uh as far as movies i'm looking forward to watching uh well mass mutilator sounds cool and uh fi- i'll probably try to finally watch the movie darkness from 1993 uh directed by leaf junker yonker excuse me yeah that's right it's okay. a and uh there's also a, a movie that's been on my list forever called bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell by shinichi fukuzawa sounds cool uh, I mean, it sounds pretty cool. Sounds yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, those are kind of where I'm at. So far, half my list is stuff that I own or have floating around on a disk drive. And the other half are just things that are on the streaming platforms. But I've got two weeks to, to get all set and ready okay. to go. Are you going to watch on Tubi? <clears throat> we'll see. I'm going to watch that Sasquatch movie on Tubi. <laughs> this is gonna be cool. Uh, prepare yourself. <laughs> I, I I think I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. I think you guys will be fine. <laughs> Sounds good. I like it. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally. 
Oh, shit. We still got more emails? One more. Goddamn. This is an email from Sam Sanchez. Uh, Baby. Poop activities. Excuse me. What? Oh. Yeah, see? Everyone's upset about that one. <laughs> Could you guys hear that? Uh, it's part of it's part of the charm of the creeps, Jared. Don't worry about it. Okay. This is what this is what we do. <laughs> Hello, Garrett, Rog, and Mr. Burger. Nice. Yeah. Garrett. Last week <laughs> had planned to send an email but just ran out of time. But wanted to address RJ's incendiary take on drinking coffee on the toilet. Yeah, that's definitely a no-go for me. My general rule is no food or drink in the bathroom at all, regardless of what your business is in there. I actually cannot recall a time when I've broken that rule. Though, on a related note, one of my buddies, when I used to work at Warehouse FYE about 15 years ago, would probably be on RJ's side. His general routine when he opened, at least when he opened with me, was to show up 30 minutes early, clock in, grab a bag of peanut M&Ms off the shelf, and head to the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay well, after after, wait, wait, after about 20 minutes or so he would emerge with an empty bag of m&ms and one poop lighter his logic for this was that he gets paid to poop and gets a free bag of m&ms while doing it if this is the type of person you want on your side rj more power to you okay i have a few things to say I've never met the man. Maybe he's an interesting guy. Is it the same guy who had that thing for feet? No, nope, we'll this is this, this this 15 years ago. I, I don't know if that man would have uh, aged so rapidly that Sam wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> well, I, we we don't we don't know. Let's not assume, okay? Um, I don't eat in the bathroom. I don't take other food in the bathroom, and I'm actually pretty clean when I do this, Jarrett. So what I'll do? It's giving away too much information. But it's like I'll have my coffee and then when I need to do things, I'll put it on the far reach of the bathroom. And then, I mean, like I'm not like flushing toilets with like particles spraying out and then like just like sitting beside it drinking coffee. I'll take the coffee out of the room and then, you know, but it's like just in that stationary position when nothing is I feel like there's not a lot of debris coming out. I feel like it's okay. It's safe. I don't eat on the toilet. <sighs> Soon you're going to be putting your popcorn right by the toilet while you're in there next. It's just Under the urinal? Just right, right, right by the right, toilet while you're in there. Right underneath? I, uh, I'm happy to say I've never had food in the, in the bathroom. And, you know, if I have some food you, in my mouth and I'm allege. like, I really got to go. What? At, at you allege. Uh, well, who are you going to believe? No. Me or not me? So... Anyways, what else, what else is going on with Sam? Also, addressing from two weeks ago when I sent a picture of the uh, indicator Blu-rays. Yes, that indeed was my personal shelf. On that same shelf right below that is actually my Vinegar Syndrome collection, too. Maybe I'll take a picture of that soon, too, once my next batch comes in. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Last, in honor of my first ever email from about two years ago being about Czech Timber. And it being that time of year again, despite not really following through on it this year, 
wanted to toss out a couple of recommendations. I guess this might be geared to the listeners that might be interested since no way RJ is interested and Jarrett has retired from movie watching. I'll stay away from the obvious ones that have been past creeps or future creeps like Shop on Main Street, The Cremator, Loves of Blonde, Closely Watched Trains, etc. Though I would recommend all of those. A trio of more serious movies. I'd recommend Late August at the Hotel Ozone, The Ear, and Witch Hammer. And a trio of comedic titles, Happy End, Who Wants to Kill Jesse, and Tomorrow I'll Wake Up and Scald Myself with Tea. All of these, except for maybe the year, don't seem to get much recognition and feel all people should seek some of these out. All right, guys, excited to hear from Real Guy Jared this week, and hopefully mm-hmm. his his tea's taken on bathroom etiquette is more, or his take on bathroom etiquette is more sensible. I don't know if we ever got an opinion from Jared Berger. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, been... we'll get there. Okay. Uh, yes. Right now, Jared Berger, what's yeah. what's your thoughts on uh, RJ's disgusting bathroom etiquette? Well, I will say that I I haven't uh, I, I've never done either. I've never drank on the on the toilet, and I've never uh, uh, ate on the toilet. I mean, but, you're I mean, you're young though. I mean, there's like a lot of opportunity right. in the future. I mean, you could change that mm-hmm. right now, like tonight. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I do find I, I I understand the logic completely. However, because oh. uh, the time the time that it takes after I finish the morning's cup of coffee to when I have to use the restroom is mm-hmm. very is is very short. <laughs> and so I can very imagine I, I I can very easily imagine a situation where I don't want it to get cold, mm-hmm. and I take it in, you know, and uh, I. It, it saves time. I, I got to do both. Why not do it at the same time? You know, <laughs> you know, man, I appreciate a voice of reason. Someone who has understanding, sympathy, empathy, all sorts of pathies. Uh, I think that you kind of get it. And the thing is, the only thing I'll say is think about how you are now. Think about how you might be in about 10 years. I think I'm like just eyeballing it. I'd say I'm probably eight to 10 years older than you. So your body is going to betray you really soon. (laughs) When you hit about 28 or so, you're going to go, why does this not work anymore? And then it's just going to get worse. And I realize that's pretty young still, but I'm 30 now, Jared Berger. And, uh, like Justin Peterson earlier, I, I have to wake up at six so that I can get to my job. I got to be there at about quarter after seven. I don't have the time in the morning, man. I got to just, I got to hammer this thing out real fast. And my body is not super cooperative anymore. So it's like, you, I got to do what you got to do. You just, you got to do, you got to do it. Jerry. Maybe just eat more salad, RJ. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, well, it's not an issue of like, not an issue of the food i feel like my system works fine it's just uh <laughs> it's the time constraint where it's like you I, it's got to be mainlined you know do you know mm, you don't know i don't know you know what whatever all right well that's the end of the emails thank you okay. all nice. um on on to hey guys what you've been creeping on this week uh well what do you think jared Berger? would you like to have the honors of going first or do you want me to go first uh how about rj go first there you go really i have an actual movie bud 
Let's hear it. Okay, well, what about DS9? All right, yeah. So, hey, Jared Berger, do you like Star Trek? I like the movies, and I've wanted to get into the TV show, so uh, the conversation is bearable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Frank. Poor Frank. And were you were you a little bit on uh, on board with the, the the next generation talk that we've had over the last couple of months? I guess you just came into the podcast recently, so that's all you've known is Star Trek talk on this podcast, right? Uh, the new yeah, episodes, yeah, the at least. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you're you're in luck. I only have seven episodes to talk about. <sighs> only seven. Only seven. And I've been informed. Uh, not by the Gorky committee or by the podcast committee, but Oliver Granger has commission. told me to. Yeah, the Oliver Granger Commission has told not the podcast commission. Oliver Granger Commission has told me to slow down because I think I have passed him now, Jared. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, Whose fault's that? Well, he he watches an episode a week, which is understandable because I mean he's got two kids and he's got uh, him and his wife have full time job or full time jobs, so it's like. It's hard to fit it in there. I get it. But I have no kids, and Star Trek is my baby now. Right, Jared? Yeah, yeah. You're going to see it grow up. you got to wait till those, like, those rough years of Voyager. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm on board. I'm, I'm ready for it. But he, uh, So I've been instructed to slow, ja- slow down, Jared. What do you think about that? Uh, no. No? No, I think Oliver should speed up also interesting uh we'll see what he has to say about that next week but all right i got seven episodes i won't keep you guys all night well i mean I, he, he he does get the blessing the fact that in october that things change gears and it'll be horror time so he'll true. there'll be a bit of a reprieve but he's but got I, he'll have a I month to catch up yeah but i think he's a horror boy too so he might not even be watching star trek at that time yeah i i don't know how to help him you know i just don't know what to do so I've know. been asking that question for a long time. How can I help Oliver? I know. I know. We're all worried. Uh, so here we go, Jared. We're in season two of Deep Space Nine. I got seven episodes for you. I'm going to hit you with them right now. Yep. 2.01 Frank Langella question mark. Two out of four stars. Uh, so this is actually a three part episode, Jared. That's right. Oh, yeah. Three-part episodes. Uh, so 2.01 is called Homecoming, and uh, you have uh, Cardassians against Bajorians. Um, so Jared Berger, just so you know, the race called the Cardassians, they're kind of like the Nazi uh, race, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the Bajorans are kind of like the Jewish peoples because uh, their planet was enslaved by the Cardassians. So there's a lot of you know, historical, political events being played in here. Uh, so this or first episode, Jared, is you're they're kind of clashing and Bajor wants to, like, take over DS9 over these three episodes. They they all kind of play together. 2.02, Covert Rat Odo, three out of three stars. So this is just building off three of that thing. Three out of three stars? Three out of four stars, even, Thank perhaps. <laughs> uh, Odo usually is either person form, liquid form, or like a cup. But in this one, he's a rat, and I thought that was nice. Uh, they, two they, point, got, they, they got the budget for it, finally. They got a budget for a, a, a rat. Is this like one of the first three out of four stars? <laughs> like I feel like it's either uh, it's been it's been two out of four. 
Yeah, I'd or say the four ma- out of four. Uh, season one was only twos, ones, and then a single four out of four. Yeah, so this is the but, first three out of four. Yeah, they're getting better. They're getting yeah. better for sure. Uh, and then 2.03, Die Hard DS9. And this one's hard. I'm going to say... I'm going to say three because I did enjoy it, but I, I'm I'm in between two and three out of four stars. So this one, the Bajorans do actually take over DS9, and then they, uh, uh, the DS9 main crew has to, like, get it back. It's the Die Hard episode. Right. 2.04, Lionel Luthor simps for Dax, <laughs> two out of four stars. Okay, here we go. Do you know Lionel Luthor? Jarrett from the Smallville hit TV show? <laughs> no, not really. Well, he comes on. He wants the slug out of Dax. He said it, it's it should have been him. So he holds everyone hostage, and uh, he gets the Dax slug put inside him. So Jared, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm sorry, buddy. But there's lots of slugs, and people are simping for them. <laughs> it's a yeah. weird world, you know. It happens. Yeah. Uh, Two point oh five. War Orphans or Warphans, uh, three out of four stars. This is a good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, they find out that a bunch of Cardassian kids were left on Bajor and not taken with them. And now they've been raised by uh, Bajorans and they've been raised to hate Cardassians. So you have a Cardassian kid who's older and he's like, Cardassians are the worst. I hate all of them. They're, they're horrible. And then they're trying to bring them back into the world. It's a, interesting uh it's like i said a lot of these this interplay they have it's it's got layers man sounds a little highfalutin to me it uh it was a good episode actually i liked it no um two more for you guys and then i'm done uh 2.06 quark v birdman v bashir v space paralysis slash the first big klingon two out of four stars uh, there's this lady who comes and she's like full paraplegic because of gravity is right. how it's explained. And then Bashir tries to fix her. And uh, I don't know. It's a Bashir it's, episode. It's a Bashir episode. None of them are good. Uh, but 2.07, my last one, the Nagus rips Coke two out of four stars. What? Oh, man. What a, I thought for sure that was at least worth a three. Uh, so... What episode is this? My God. Uh, so this is the rules of acquisition. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a... It's all about... It's just Ferengi's doing dealings and things like that. And then Nagus comes in. And he does a, a rip out of uh, some powdered substance. And I'm like, whoa. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. So anyways. <laughs> that's Deep Space Nine. Jarrett, what do you think about that? I, I like what I'm hearing. Um, yep. I hope to hear about 21 episodes watched for next week. 21. Well, I don't know if you know this, Jared. And Jared Berger, you might not know this. But uh, as soon as this episode oh is done. Uh, yeah, I know you You will. As soon as this episode yeah. is done, we're into Videodrome week, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I got a lot of things planned. I don't think I'll do half of them, but I got a lot of things planned. Well, you okay. You only have 19 to watch to finish season two. Hmm. Do you think Oliver can match that? I don't know, Oliver. Can you? 
he's gotta or else he's gonna get spoilers like okay. the nagus ripping coke t- t- tell me about this movie you watched rj all right so i watched uh i'm thinking of ending things which is the charlie <laughs> kaufman netflix exclusive jared uh i know jared Berger has seen this so uh i can give you my uh brief opinions if you guys want or okay. i can just not talk about it okay what would you prefer jared i don't know uh did you like this movie Yes, I did. Uh, I am so prepare the hate mail bag. Is this a Netflix? Uh, is, but RJ, is this a Netflix movie? Uh, actually, I it not as much as I'd say The Irishman is the Netflix Scorsese, and I think it shows in that one. Okay, this one I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it, it doesn't have too much Netflixy feel to it. Okay. I I do think it's a Charlie Kaufman. Um, I like it. Uh, I'm not like uh, I'm not head over heels with it like a lot of people seem to be. But uh, I do think, and this is rare, I do think this movie warrants a rewatch sometime in the future. Um, it's definitely like uh, it's ambiguous for the majority of the movie, I think. And then I think like there's a little peaks throughout where you're like i think this might be happening or i think this might be happening and uh there's not really any answers to it and i think that's fine like i don't need to be explained like what the movie is i'll take out of it what i want to take out of it um but uh it leaves it open and uh there's definitely i i like the front end of the movie a lot more than the back end so i think the first half hour is really good uh and then the last uh, the other thing, Jared, this movie's two hours and fifteen, and uh, I don't know about other people, but I was really feeling it at the like hour and forty mark. I checked the time and I was like, "Holy fuck!" I was like, I've, "Like more than half an hour left." Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Anyways, uh, I don't know how much to say to you, Jared, because you could potentially want to watch this one day. I, I will. I will watch this movie. Yeah. Um. So what I'll, I'll I'll keep it vague in general. Uh, I like it. I think it's it's really well shot. There's some really interesting. Uh, he has like I think he does isolation really well. And what I mean by that is like he knows how to like so have certain objects in the frame and like the focus is entirely on it. Or uh, like say there's a car and it's just snowing on the car. Still like that. I think he knows how to like narrow in on a specific detail really well uh i i I do like charlie kaufman's uh writing i always have um this one is uh i'll get to that in a second i like some of the ideas it has and when i what i was saying earlier where it's i think it's ambiguous enough where i know he has an idea of what all these scenes kind of mean together and separately uh i like my kind of take on it because there's the start of the movie, Jared, is like a couple and they're visiting like uh, the boyfriend's parents, Jesse Plemons, who I have decided in my own and I'm deciding for everyone. Jesse yep. Plemons is the new Philip Seymour Hoffman in appearance, in appearance. but not in Acting. personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think Jesse Plemons I, I, is taking over the Charlie Kaufman, Philip Seymour Hoffman role. He'll be the proxy. He'll be the proxy. He doesn't have a... Because I said that to Andrea, and she was like, mm. "She's like, he looks like him a little bit, but she's like, yeah. he doesn't have the, uh, like, I can't remember the word she used, but like the energy and like the, talent. the energy that, yeah, the talent that talent. has. But he's, he's all we got now, you know. 
Bill's gone. So what are we, what are we gonna uh, do? We have the, uh, the the knockoff. We have we have the stand-in, the RC Cola version, mm. um, the Mister Pib. But yeah, so they go to the his parents' house, and it's like introducing the girlfriend. I really liked that. Like that half an hour of the movie where it's just them and the parents. And uh, I think it can, I don't look into movie stuff. Andrea was curious and she's like, oh, some people say it's this. And I was like, that kind of makes sense. But I I like the way I was interpreting it more. So what I mean is I think I'm smarter than Charlie Kaufman. Well, I, I, I kind of like laughing because you keep saying, I like my take better. And you're like, I like well, my take I, better. I, I, I'd assume that you must enjoy your take. I, I don't know how many people go, this is my take and I hate it. Because I, I guess you wouldn't talk about it otherwise. I feel like you couldn't go into a movie like Norbit. Uh, Jared Berger's one of his favorite movies, I think. I don't think you could go into that movie and be like, I think I get more out of this than what they were intended. Uh, but this is a movie I think it's kind of fair to do that with. Uh, so I really like that first half hour. Uh, I think it's really well done, really well shot. But I do think the movie is a little too long. Uh, and I do think it kind of dips into an area where... We actually talked about this, um, fuck, what was it, like, uh, during uh, the Renoir uh, trilogy, where it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, I know that, like, a lot of, like, movies and authors write about other movies and authors, because in that sense, I was like, people with their heads up their own asses. This movie is very self-referential to other movies and, like, entertainment, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I like it at times, and at other times, I was kind of like... It lost me a little bit. There is a few dips into like surreal, I guess, like musical kind of stuff. And um, it's okay. But I I thought they, I thought it went on a little bit too long. Kind of like I am going on a little bit too long right now. But I hope that's vague and general enough for you. And I don't know if Jared, if you, uh, if you want to say anything about how you thought, if, if you think I'm way off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll chime in. Um, yeah. I, I definitely like this movie. Um, but I can definitely see a future in which I rewatch the movie and I'm like, oh, like this is not nearly as good as what I remember, you know. And then I can also see like, you know, future where I rewatch the movie and say like, oh my god, like, you know, why wasn't I sure about it, you know? And so, um, yeah, I think uh, we watched it. Uh, me and my friends watch this together, and um, they wanted to watch like a YouTube explains. Like right afterwards, and I was like, "Do not, do not do it. Like, I'm gonna kick you guys all out if you guys put that YouTube video on." Uh, and I'm glad that I did that because, uh, um, based on other people or the letterbox reviews that I've read, mm-hmm. it seems that um, a lot of people have one reading of the film, and I, uh, I over, uh, I've been thinking about it like you know the past week, and I'm pretty confident in my reading of the film, which mm-hmm. I haven't really seen on Letterboxd, so I'm sure it's wrong. But I think that there's enough there to support it. So mm-hmm. I won't be I won't be specific, but I I did like it. And uh I, I did think that there were parts of it that were like boring. You know, a lot of the a lot of the one on one stuff is like, you know, it gets like I mean it's there for a point, but it's like at first you don't know why it's happening and you're you're just like oh mm-hmm. you know whatever you know yeah so yeah i liked it <laughs> no i i i know i know exactly what you mean man uh maybe we'll uh maybe when Jarrett leaves like because he leaves during the criterion review he's just gone I'm uh, maybe we'll right. we'll uh we'll share theories but i think that's a good thing people need to sit on things more 
mm-hmm. because people get too too uh, hyped up right after they experience it and they they go out. You you got to sit on things a little bit, right, yeah, Jer? Let it marinate. Yeah, just let it <laughs> marinate. Let it breathe itself in, you know. And that's all I did. <laughs> that's so, all uh, you did. Yep. Wow. That's all I did. Look look at you. Mm-hmm. Why well, I, I didn't watch anything because that's my uh, my new tradition. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jared, uh, I'll let you be uh, the the real Jared here, mm-hmm. and uh, tell us what you watched. Mm. All right, I'll, I'll go through things pretty quickly because I, uh, I I have a little bit to talk about. Um, so this weekend, I uh, went ahead and I watched um, the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, original, the, 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 the oh, so like original to you or the original uh, the, original trilogy? The original trilogy, yep. the the despecialized, oh, like uh, versions, like whatever aired in seventy seven and eighty, whenever, nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, those were uh, that was a treat, you know, and uh, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll talk about that for a little bit. Have you ever had um, you now? Had you ever seen the despecialized versions before? Uh, no, I had not. I knew. I mean, via like YouTube and stuff, I knew what the like changes were, and like I can comprehend like what it would be like to like watch the movie with them, and uh, you know, I. I uh, doesn't everybody like know the movies like you know line by line and so it's very easy to imagine and so um i uh i was prepared for sure and um the one that i felt the most changes from is like the first one um because i don't know uh there were it, it was a whole bunch of um well because uh growing up i had the dvd with the cgi java and i (laughs) i that always baffled me whenever i was a kid and then like you know when i found out about like you know like because you know like it's clearly different than all the other aliens in a way that i couldn't put my finger on right uh but then like now when i'm older i'm like oh yeah you know that's uh, you know, it's obvious. Have right? you ever seen the like original Jabba the Hutt footage, like before they yeah. added with the with the guy? <laughs> I saw that, and it, it's real fun when they have like Han, like you know, they just like translate him up and then translate him down for like going over the tail or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> and Good so, stuff. Eh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, guy. it's just like. <laughs> I was looking it up. That guy, he just looks like a, like something from like a a fantasy movie, like a, like a mid medieval like. A, but I'm talking like Terry uh, Gilliam, like Jabberwocky. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Like I don't. I haven't watched. I haven't watched. Uh, yes. I haven't watched. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Game of Thrones. But like, uh, I I I get Hodor or whatever his name is. That's what I like imagine he'd look like but yeah uh i like i mean i think that that first one is like a perfect movie and uh there's a lot to talk about but i won't talk about it (laughs) because everyone knows it it's star wars right Mm -hmm. Uh, it is star wars no 
I'm I'm glad that uh, are you of the opinion that the original Star Wars is the best Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've fallen into that camp. Uh, growing up, I loved the well because I had all six. I had like the prequels and the original like at the same time, and the third prequel is always my favorite. But uh, then the original trilogy, uh, like you know, beat that out. And then back then, probably the fifth one or the fifth one, the, the second original trilogy. Yeah. Empire yeah. was my favorite. Um, and since then I've kind of, you know, like the original Star Wars has, you know, such a streamlined structure and you know where everything's going and, you know, everything like, you know, has a purpose and has a point. And then like, of course, like, you know, the visual effects are just brilliant. So, uh, your audio you know, is getting worse. About... Oh, it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll talk about yeah, Empire okay. uh, mm-hmm. for a second. Um, so, I mean, you know, the only real note I have about the this movie is that like the despecialized like edition is like not that different than like the actual movie. Like mm-hmm. the only difference, I mean, I know that there was some like stop motion to CG stuff that was changed, but I didn't notice any of it, really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was really a lot was, like, in the Cloud City with, like, all the, like, windows and everything. Those were all changed, and it was a lot. It, it, was, it wasn't distracting when I was watching the DVDs ever, but, like, now it, it, it just seemed more real. I don't know. It, it, seemed like, it seemed like it was on a movie set, which, I don't know, maybe hmm. good, maybe bad, depending on whoever's watching um but i've always had or not always but like recently i've had a problem with like the second act of this movie being like slow whenever it's like cutting between luke and like um like chewie and han and leia uh Mm -hmm. and they're like doing their separate things it's just it always felt like the whenever it intercuts it's like it's it like slows down the pace or whatever Mm -hmm. um but yeah, that's what I think about Empire uh, and Return of the Jedi. I haven't seen in a while because my cousin really fucked up the DVD. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. it to them. <laughs> and uh, like, uh, and so like, I've only been able to get into like the first thirty minutes, like the past like <laughs> five or six minutes or six years. And uh, so you really got I to mean, know Jabba's Palace. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, and I I mean I really like I really like this movie. I think that like like starting out on the indoor moon is a little bit slow, but it's whatever. Like once it gets into like the action, it's really great. And like the last half of that movie is like all the end and it's pretty great. I like that. Um, How, where do you sit on Ewoks? Uh, I'm pro Ewok. Yeah, uh, but I'm also pro. Uh, uh, oh God, the new ones, the birds. Oh no, uh, I'm like I'm neutral on the birds. They're they're fine. Uh, how, how do you feel about I'm Gungans? Yeah, I'm pro Jar Jar to an extent. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's better than like fucking Yoda or whatever. I get annoyed whenever people compare them. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah, uh, 
I, I mean, I don't really get the, uh, the like, annoyance that other people do, but, you know, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then moving along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. I watched two uh, Chris, Chris Nolan movies. Uh, yes uh wh- the first one i gave a second chance to dunkirk because i watched that in theaters and i was i i don't know i really bought into the hype and i was really into the hype machine and that movie and specter is what really like gave me disillusionment about the uh, <laughs> about like hype and watching the trailers and everything like that right. and so like after Dunkirk, I I pretty much stopped doing that, but yeah, I I I've given it another chance and I really like that you know now I mean it's it's Dunkirk, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure I'm sure most people have seen it and uh, it it's just a great uh, I think what I was expecting was more of like an action movie but it was a lot more suspenseful and I wasn't really prepared for that whenever I was like going to watch it the first time but you know I really felt that. The, the next time, yeah, or this time. And the cinematography in that movie is just, uh, every shot is so beautiful in that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Yeah. And then uh, over the, on Monday, I watched Tenet. Uh, <laughs> and it came about, uh, I had a friend ask me if I wanted to go. And I was like, well, I'm, uh, I'd am i go, but it costs money. And uh, they... <laughs> got me free tickets so i went with them and that was fun how many people were in the theater uh it was uh so we went in a group of three and we Mm -hmm. were the only three in the theater it was just us beautiful (laughs) and so i felt really good about that you know Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know i i mean obviously i don't want to spoil this movie but um it it was uh, not as confusing as some people led on to believe, but it wasn't as good as other people led on to believe. Um, I knew what was I knew that it was gonna be like confusing or whatever. so like I, I like tried my darnest to, uh, to to pay attention and like really like like understand what was going on. And that worked for like the first uh, for the first act and the second act. but once it got into like, the big scene or whatever you know i don't want to you know spoil it for y'all i know rj is a big a big uh nolan nolan head <laughs> oh you you know it baby oh yeah you know it. yeah uh, uh yeah so once it gets into that like there it, it was just like i was not I, I i did not know what was happening um i knew why people were doing things in the long term i knew everyone's motivation i knew who the characters were but like I knew how they were doing everything too, but like the short term, like why, like more strategic stuff, like I, mm. it just like went over me, you know? And, uh, but I, I mean, like that's, that's why we have home video too. <laughs> rewatch it, you know? Did you run home and, and uh, log on to YouTube and see if uh, there was a tenant explained? <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, at, th- at this point, I, I mean, I don't think I've thought about the movie. Uh, after I went to sleep on Monday, you know, uh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just I'll oh, I'll rewatch it eventually, you know. And uh, I'll I, tell you what, the action scenes, like second act, like they are top notch. Like that, they're really good. So mm-hmm. there's definitely there's definitely something to to rewatch here. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think there always is with uh, old Chris, and that sounds oh, about yeah. right. I just typed it in. I typed Tenant Explain into Google, and the first thing that pops <laughs> up is an Esquire.com uh, article, Tenant Explained, and uh, in parentheses, including the red string theory. And I'm oh, like, oh, I'm like very much like, ooh, that sounds very Nolan esque. <laughs> well, uh, that one was kind of clear. Um, there was uh, walking out of the movie, uh, like my, I was like, yeah, I think I understand like what happened, other than like the last like uh, action or like big, you know, thing. And then my my friend was like what'd you think about like the plot twist? And I was like, I don't know what you were talking about. I didn't notice anything. <laughs> and like, he explained to me, I was like, Oh, I guess it is. I don't know. And mm -hmm. it really didn't have any impact on me on the movie. So I guess, I don't know. It's not, it's not inception or anything like that. You know, just, uh, just form your own basis and be like, what I think the movie was trying to say is probably better one than what the movie was actually <laughs> trying to say. Yeah. Just, just go with that route. And then no one can question you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. That's a that kind of echoes what I've been hearing from other people. But you're you're a brave man. I don't I don't know when I'll go. I, I'd like to, but you know. Well, I feel like like if we're gonna go, RJ and I are gonna go, and then we're gonna be in the theater with like thirty dudes all just coughing <sighs> at each other. Yeah, it's, it'll be gross here. It, it honestly, I don't know about where you live, man. Uh, you don't need to disclose that. Actually, I recommend you don't because people will come for you. Uh, but uh, where we live, it's like every person you pass, you're like, I don't want to be around any of them. And then in the movies, they're putting their popcorn under the urinals. They're like, they're doing things that. <laughs> if, you, if you want a snapshot, just uh, just type in Fabricland into uh, a Google search right now. You'll 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 see the kind of uh, folk that we're playing with up here. Do we have the only fabric land? Well, if you look up fabric land, you'll I think it's the only thing in news. <laughs> oh, did, oh, oh did, I've seen this thing. on Reddit. Yeah, yeah see? I saw this, uh, yeah. That's yeah. just a little 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 north of us. They mm -hmm. they had a nice uh, jingle. It was like fabric land. <laughs> do you remember that, Jared? Um Yeah, I do. Yeah, we we got a lot of anti-maskers here, and it's like, why? Apparently, I think I think that's a that's a, that's the end thing. Anyways, those that don't have anything to do with movies, but yeah, I don't know. There was a good meme I saw of uh, they took that couple of stills from that episode of The Simpsons where uh, it's like Bart Simpson is uh, now a, a, a judge of the Supreme Court, and he's hanging out with like aged Homer, and they go mm. they, they walk by a theater, and on the screen is tenant and they're like wow tenant let's let what, what what do you say boy let's go see it the the itchy and scratchy movie yeah yeah that's good stuff i like that we'll see it one day when we're 80 years old and covid's gone or well, by then there'll be like some new super bugs like they'll be like vying to kill us oh and then maybe it'll be and then there'll be the death cults that actually want to be taken mm. by the virus and then they'll be running mm -hmm. around exposing people at fabric stores Ooh, no, that's pretty interesting. I mean, th this is only the beginning of the darkest timeline, folks. Uh, for now, maybe it's the end. Oh. Yeah, maybe the you know, you guys will spend it. Pod <laughs> Glad that you podcasting. don't have to watch, watch any more Criterions. <laughs> when the sky rips open and the tentacles come down, mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, we're done. We're it's over. The curse right. has been lifted. Yeah. <laughs> 
sweet release. Sweet, sweet release. Oh boy. What else? And, you, got, you got any other movies? I yeah. have one that okay. I've yet to log on Letterboxd. Oh. I, I just I was rushing to finish it, and I think I was like ten minutes, uh, like shy of like when we started recording. Uh, I rewatched Pi because I really wanted to uh-huh. wa- uh, rewatch it, and the you know uh, Aronofsky is you know I'm sure you, you yeah you guys are well familiar with that yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah I mean I really like this movie. It's uh, yeah Pi holds uh, up. Yeah, it it holds up. It's uh, I mean the beginning of that movie is just like great. It's like very like sleek and like fast paced, like almost like like a Fincher opening where it's like you know like Fight Club or or uh, I know you guys don't like Fight Club like like Seven or whatever. You know, it's not that we don't like it, and I think I, I don't know if Jarrett's ever even said what his opinion of Fight Club is. Uh, I like Fight Club. I, I like Fight Club quite yeah. a bit. And uh, the last time I watched it, though, I, I was kind of amazed at how like dark and grubby it was. And I was kind of like, ugh. Yeah, like, that's I, why I watched Pi. <laughs> well, Pie that, that movie is also <laughs> dark, grubby, but it's like minimalist grubby. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's Fight not Club. that I don't like it. I do like Fight Club. It's just I don't like the world that Fight Club has created. With yeah. the people who who endorse it, but anyways, continue. Yes. Continue. Well, um, I I got a pie in the uh, in the double feature that I've seen floating around that a lot of people have for um, uh, pie and uh, requiem for a dream. Oh, okay. And uh, I I mean back then I only knew about you know requiem for a dream and I watched that. Uh, my grandma recommended that movie to me <laughs> your, your grandma, your grandma did? yeah yeah well uh, was she trying to make sure that you didn't become a drug addict and trying to say hey you gotta watch that that'll scare you straight kid uh maybe uh <laughs> but i think i mean she just watches she watches you know more shit than i do because that's all she does you know but uh you know good for her you know uh <laughs> uh and uh yeah, she recommended that to me, and I, I, I went. Obviously, I knew that it was, you know, good being on, you know, film, you know, forums and whatnot. And so, I, I checked it out. I really liked it. And then I watched Pie, and I was like, oh damn, that was that was also very good. And mm-hmm. you know, I haven't heard much from Pie, to be honest. I mean, um, like, you know, I don't see a lot of like Letterbox rewatches or, you know, things about it on Reddit. But I mean, it's just a nice. Darren, yeah, uh, Darren Aronofsky's kind of fallen off the radar for I think a lot of people though. Like he was sort of like the the it director at one point, mm-hmm. and then I guess the rest of his career has kind of played out in a weird way because like right. I mean he had like he had quite Noah. a yeah Noah didn't help and then also he doesn't help himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like the yeah the stuff with mother I guess and the like the stuff with like Jennifer Lawrence. I remember like those kind of things. Like I don't know. He seems mm-hmm. like he, there were some questionable interviews, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe. And I think that just like kind of adds to it. And I don't know. I think there's like a, I think there's almost like a weird regret for some people who are like probably super into Wrecking for a Dream. And now they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, I never really was into that movie at all. But people totally were. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess it like it's one of those things where like I just never really feel like a, a strong urge to rewatch his stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Requiem yeah. is just a tough watch, though, right? Like, even the first time watching that movie is pretty hard to get through. I think mm-hmm. it's a good movie. It's just it's it's fucking hard to watch. It's 
got some dark stuff in there. Yeah, that movie is, I mean, you know, it's pretty much, like, probably the darkest, like, you can get. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, it has, yeah, that, <laughs> you know, from what I remember. But I've really wanted to rewatch uh, The Fountain and Mother, which I've only watched once uh, each, you know. And, um, gosh, that, that fountain really, like, knocked my socks off, you know. I really like that. Well, you're the talking RJ's language. You're you're yeah. you're uh, you're in the right crowd here, buddy. Because I think the Fountain is one of the finest pieces of cinema, and I, I'm not even being facetious. I actually think that movie is great, and I mm-hmm. encourage everyone to go watch it. Right, Jer? Uh Again, I watched it once, and I I was underwhelmed, but I should rewatch it. Well, I, I don't want you to rewatch it. I want everyone else to watch it. Yeah, it's fine. No, I should watch it again for sure. I just have to tr- actually watch like a Blu-ray of it. Is that movie? I on? have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I keep looking for it on Blu-ray whenever I go to like half-price books. I, I've kind of yeah. There you see. I wish we had that in Canada. We don't though. Look at that. I look up the fountain and I get like pet fountains. I believe I have it on Blu-ray, Jared. Let me check 30, for you. Oh, okay. Amazon. Jeff Bezos wants thirty bucks. For, it's actually from the uh-huh. U. This is like from the UK too. What the? He fuck? already has enough of my bucks. Yeah. Hey, if you like, enough, he has enough bucks to last any person. Jesus Christ! I'm hey, sorry. hey, watch that language. Uh, watch that language there. I know. I I had my feet up and the thing buckled and uh, whoops. Yeah. Do you think the hey, Jared- podcast commission cares? No, I don't. But you know, I I got cut off halfway through, so that's fine. I was gonna say, if Jared Berger likes pie, have uh, have you seen Primer? I feel like those movies pair well together. Primer, uh, I've heard or, of it, but I, I oh, have not watched the, it. The, the Shane Carruthers film. Yeah, like uh, Primer, Shane Carruthers did that, and then he did Upstream Color. Uh, both the difficult movies, I believe. Oh, um, Primer, not that Prim- nah, Primer's easy. It's not like, yeah, it's not hard to watch, but uh, you definitely like kind of, you got to be watching. I would, I would recommend that as a, a double feature. I don't know about you, Jarrett. Primer and, and what? Upstream, up, up, upstream Color was his follow-up. Uh, same story. Did yeah. I say Carruthers? Shane Carruth? Yes. I, I added ER unnecessarily. I am not a fan of that Upstream Color. A lot of people weren't, to be honest. Like a lot of people had issues with Upstream Color. Well, I think I liked people, it. Most unwatched, people I but... follow, they seem to all love that Upstream Color, but I don't know. It's like ah, uh, Walden, huh? Like it's like I'm like I get. That. I mean, I, I I can read that too. It's it's a movie about pigs, guys. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, a little but... bit. It's a little. I don't know. I, I wanted it to be so much more than it was. Yeah. But but, do you think Primer pairs well with Pi? Oh yeah, that that's like the yeah. uh, that was like that's an old uh, doubleheader uh, match because mm-hmm. maths. Yeah, if you if you like Pi Man, if you like Pi Man and also Pi, uh, you would you would maybe like Primer. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean I, yeah. Primer. Uh, I mean I, there's like the one thing that I don't know if this is a, a regional thing, but I remember when primer came out, you see that DVD cover and you just go, mm-hmm. is this made by Mormons? Well, <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's got a lot of misleading stuff in there. I think Shane Carruth is, or he is from a Bible belt or he's from Utah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a good show. I recommend it. It looks mm-hmm. like techie missionaries. 
Yeah, I see the letterbox like header, I guess, and it's it looks like two Mormons uh, drinking soda and having an intense conversation, <laughs> as as they do. But hey, that uh, it, it isn't like that. Primer is actually a pretty good, pretty good show, as uh, RJ would say. I've added it to the watch list, and I'll. Uh, well, I, I also I'll saw on your uh, watch sure. list you got American Movie. That is. Uh, a... Let me see. I I, I don't remember. <laughs> I oh yes 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 I do. <laughs> Who watched this? Oh, did you watch this recently? We watched. We're, it a... we're big fans. Yeah, you probably you would have probably on an older episode. You might have uh, if you've been re-listening. That's a movie that we mm-hmm. talked pretty highly about. Uh, not that long ago either, because I rewatched that, and yeah, that that is a. Uh, a fine piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my friend, my friend rewatched it or not rewatched it, but watched it, and uh, it everything that they've said in their review. And then I like you know looked at the like description. Seems like something <laughs> I would be very uh, I would also very enjoy. You know. Yeah, it's it's so, yeah. yeah, it's super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that it for your movies? That's it. Let's uh let's shoot through these uh these criterion news all right so news december Uh criterion releases wrapping up 2020 in Mm -hmm. style what do we got well we have two re-releases and two new offerings Mm -hmm. uh the two re-releases on blu-ray we got robert presson's mouchette uh which Mm -hmm. is a pretty good movie uh, we have Symbiopsychotaxoplasm, two takes by William sure. Greaves. RJ, I mean, that's like, if there's ever been an RJ pick, it's Symbiopsychotaxoplasm, like 100%. Uh, yeah, I love that. It's, it's great. And then we have uh, from old uh, Alejandro Enorito. <laughs> Remember, mm-hmm. you know, you know that guy. You like that guy? I, I know that. I hear, I'm hearing this. I'm yeah. seeing this. Amoros Peros. You like dogfights, RJ? No. Oh, good. Oh. Well, I got a movie for you. I got a movie for yeah, you. Look forward about, to it. It's about a man who years. it's about a man who loves his dog and some other stories. This movie was a this movie was a big deal in like 2000 when uh, it came out. No. Oh, yeah, we baby. won't be here by. I I I'm pretty sure I still own my old bare bones DVD of Amoris Peros. Um, yeah, 2000. Look at that. And yeah, people all. It's like it's like traffic. But mm-hmm. uh, I only ever watched. Speaking it. of traffic, yeah, <laughs> I watched it once, and uh, mm. that was good enough for me. And now, but now, in like fifteen, twenty years, I have to watch it, you know, again. So that's yeah. cool. But uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 big catch of the of this release month was David Cronenberg's Crash is finally entering the collection after much threat and promise. Is that? Paul Haggis's Crash, Academy Award winner for Best Picture. Yes, I've uh, scratched the part where I said David Cronenberg. Uh, this yeah. is Paul Haggis's Crash, Academy awesome. Award winning Best Picture Crash. Awesome. Uh, so that's cool. And you know what's amazing? The best part yeah. is uh, this will not be being sold or available in Canada. Why? Because of uh, rights being but- owned by E1 Films, who owns apparently everything. And, uh, you know, they want to be like, well, we want to release Crash. And you're like, well, that's cool. It's a good thing I can't just easily import this from a, an American company who will just send it to me. You fucking morons. <laughs> but David Cronenberg is Canadian. Yeah, and that he films d- the majority I, of his movies in Canada. Well, well. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, it's it's tough. Tough for us. But, you know, 
Nature always huh. finds a way, RJ. Well, when you, I look forward to you getting two copies, giving one to me, and then also buying me lunch on top of that. At for at, at Arby's under fake names. What 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 would, what, would you, what would you think they would say if I said my name was Cronenberg? They couldn't challenge it if you and if they did, they'd have a lawsuit on their hands. I, I, I'd say, are you an anti-Semite? Whoa, <laughs> or you know, lawsuit pal. You could say whatever. Yeah. No. You could say whatever. Sure. <laughs> What's your opinion, Jared Berger? Are, do you like movies, or uh, you're not a fan? I'm a big movie movie fan. I would say, I like cool. that. Uh, I like that Dead Ringers. That was probably one of my favorite watches that you guys's uh, cast has brought me. So yeah, I'll watch anything by that by well, that Cronenberg. You know, well, we're at what two two out of like a hundred and ninety. Yeah, Dead well, Ringers and Passion of Joan of Arc. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, not, not bad criteria. Not bad. Wait until next week, buddy. You're gonna get uh, your uh, your whole body blown apart by a video drum. We're not planning anything special. I just mean it's a good show. So yeah, I I've, I've got that edition, and I'm I'm excited to tear that sucker apart. You know, just oh, get yeah. past James Wood Woods, and you'll be in the clear. Yeah, That's he's a, I mean he's a bad person, but yeah, but the movie is good. Oh yeah, and that's what's well. That's I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's a terrible movie. That'll be oh, that's that's, yeah, for, that's yeah. for discussion next week. Oh yeah, that's uh, we're not even talking about that now. We're uh, talking about other stuff. Hey, so we got these criterions out of the way. They're coming out. Sure. Spend your money or don't. Uh, what about sure. you two? You got any news you want to talk about? No. Any any headlines? <laughs> Hearing this, seeing this, uh, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I saw we actually got a lot of traction on the uh, Jay Leno with skateboard. Uh, still, that was that was that good. was yeah. yeah that, that was sent in by Reese Haxall, uh, the big sugarhead himself, and because uh, uh, he just he picked it up and he was like he's he said I know they're talking about Jay Leno. They've been talking about skate skateboards. He said, "Man, do I have a picture for them?" I bet you he didn't you know even what? break his elbow. Fuck, I don't know. He looks like he's impeccable balance. You know, I got no news. I don't know about uh, you guys. I definitely don't. Well, then, the news is yeah. there's no news. Perfect. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Well, that leaves only one thing. After the break, mm-hmm. um, we're going to go to a music show. But bring your masks, because it's, it's going to be really sweaty and shitty. Where? In Austin, Texas.
uh, you know, in The Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy meets the Scarecrow and they do that little dance at that crossroads and they think about going all those directions and they end up going in that one direction. I mean, all those other directions, just because they thought about it, became separate realities. I mean, they just went on from there and lived the rest of their life. One time I had lunch with Tolstoy. Another time I was a roadie for Frank Zappa. As we grow old, for women in general. You, 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 you should, you should never traumatize a woman sexually. I should know. I'm a medical doctor. We've been on Mars since 62. It was May 22nd. That's a very important day for you to remember, pal. Like, take Scooby-Doo, you know? Scooby-Doo, like, looks at you, it's like, it's like, like there's Shaggy and there's Scooby-Doo, and they say, hey, why don't you beat the shit out of this bad guy, and, like, we'll give you a Scooby snack, and they'll go, oh, duh. may live badly, but at least I don't have to work to do it. The next person who passes us will be dead within a fortnight. Hey, what's going to help? Yourself? Oh, yeah. You, you know me. I've been uh, keeping up with my uh, JFK assassination theories, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, a video image is much more powerful and useful than an actual event. It's a Madonna pap smear. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Slacker from 1990, directed by Richard Linklater, and we're joined by Patreon guest creep co-host, Jared Berger. Real guy. That's right. Howdy. Hi, Jared. (laughs) I I hope you're getting your money's worth on this wild (laughs) ride. Here we are. on, On the full podcast, we're like two hours or something in at least mm-hmm. it's, it's good it's good it's fine people love it they want it has that shame started boiling up in you yet jared Berger? do you do yeah. you feel it yet yeah i'll try to i'll try to like you know yes yeah. <laughs> that buyer's remorse sets in pretty quick when you're on this podcast uh Except for Frank, because uh, I think somehow he, he's a masochist. He feeds off of it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else has been like, "Ooh, I don't not, I don't think I'm going to do that again." He's like, "Yeah, we know." <laughs> don't blame you. So Slacker doesn't apparently have a tagline, so that's that's a bummer. Oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. You think it has something really on the nose or something really shitty, but like, damn. What about? Yeah. There are so many zingers in that here. Oh. 
<laughs> I was going to say, what about like an original well, poster or you, something? You guys work on that. I'm going to read yep. the synopsis from Letterboxd. Okay. Austin, Texas is an Eden for the young and unambitious, from the enthusiastically eccentric to the dangerously apathetic. Here, the nobly lazy can eschew responsibility in favor of nursing their esoteric obsessions. The locals include a backseat philosopher who passionately expounds on his dream theories to a seemingly comatose cabbie, a young woman who tries to hawk Madonna's pap test to anyone who will listen, mm. and a kindly old anarchist looking for recruits. That's descriptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I don't like the 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 first part of that's a little uh, fragrant is the word I'm going to use for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'll give you that. I'll, yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, I kind of like to prefer uh-huh. the uh, the IMDb one. A day in the life of Austin, Texas, as the camera roams from place to place and provides a brief look at the overeducated, the social misfits, the outcasts, and the oddballs. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm cruising posters, and there's nothing really – there's no taglines, but there there are quotes like spellbinding. A scrappy and shrewdly hilarious first film, or imaginative, left field filmmaking. <laughs> it couldn't be better. Ugh. I, I think this is the time where we also mentioned that this is Kevin Smith's favorite movie. I think. Oh, he, he, he says that. Well, he and it he probably claims. and I would definitely say that this movie would have influenced him in the way where it's like, man, I could make, I could just make a movie and, his, and, and out of that would come clerks. So is uh, I, I have it burnt into my brain. His direct quote verbatim is this is a fucking movie. I can do that. And he means it like with the most love and passion for yeah. it ever. Yeah. He's just like, I didn't know that you could do this and it'd be a movie. And that's what made him make clerks. So just so you know. Yeah. I mean, this like kind of belongs to that nebula of when, I think film production costs were so like getting lower and lower and Mm -hmm. people's, I think ideas started to meet up well enough that you could, I think this movie, according to Wikipedia's budget was $23,000, which Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still a chunk of money to uh, us plebs, but I mean, you could raise that and uh, put it that together Mm -hmm. without like feeling too bad when it's like, yeah, I'm just making this movie with a bunch of people from town and, uh, It'll be what it is. And then it went on to make like a million bucks. It's a, it's an American story right there. It's, that's the dream, isn't it? So uh, before we jump into Slacker, how do you all feel about Richard Linklater uh, mm-hmm. o- over time and now, I guess? Because I feel like those are kind of maybe two different things. They are for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go well, first, Jared Berger, or do you want me to? Yeah, I'll go first. Nice. Uh, let me, uh, uh, maybe I'll uh, blow your minds, but I've, uh, uh, I've only seen Boyhood, Slacker, and his debut film, <laughs> It's Impossible to Learn to Plow by Reading Books. I have wow. not watched, I, I will be watching everything else, but I have not watched anything else. And, uh, personal grief is there but um Mm. yeah so my 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 follow-up to that would be are you gonna watch these right away are you or are you gonna wait the eight years for when we get to the before uh trilogy uh i'm 
I'm definitely not going to wait for that, but uh, I'm never. I'm definitely not going to wait for the before trilogy. But mm-hmm. uh, what is Days and Confused? It's like in the three hundreds, oh. right? But wouldn't that be like a year from now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I might just my my roommate has the Criterion. I might just like yeah. watch it. Just watch you know, it. Just watch it. Days. I'll give you a little spoiler into a, a year or two from now. Dazed and Confused is wicked. It is very good. So just watch that anytime you want, man. It's it's good stuff. I like it a lot. So you've only seen a couple, eh? Spy yeah, 336. Man. Yeah, so that's like a year and a half from now, maybe? Uh, well, two I, years? Like a hundred. That's like a hundred away. So yes. almost two years? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean,. It's closer than the before trilogy, so okay. RJ, yeah. how about you? Yeah, what's your what's I, your uh, thoughts and prayers when it comes to Richard Linklater? Here's my hot takes. I think Dazed and Confused is real good. I love that movie. I always have the befores. I think are very good. I some people really talk about those movies as, as like changing their lives, and I'm just like, mm, relax a little bit uh boyhood i thought was cool when it came out but i think the novelty of it wore off really fast scanner darkly in school of rock not bad little shows chair uh everybody wants some a movie i absolutely did not think was very good it's right. okay but everyone was like oh it's so good it's richard linklater and i was like eh, no so i think he's i don't know there's a there's some peaks but there's also some dips you know, yeah, he's like a. I, I think he's kind of a. He's a coin flip uh, when it comes yeah. to quality. So I mean, I I went through quite a Richard Linklater phase, like where I kind sure. of I watched. I can't even say I watched everything because there's just movies I could never bring myself to watch. Uh, those include Suburbia, The mm-hmm. Newton Boys, and mm-hmm. Tape. I just could never do it. I. I Actually, fuck, even me and Orson Welles I've never watched. I just, I can't watch them. Like, there's nothing that interests me at all. And I'm like, yeah, they could be okay. But I just, you know, life's too short. But that being said, right. I I, uh, I am a, a big fan, a stan <gasps> for the Before Trilogy. I think those yes. movies are uh, everything that they're hyped up to be. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just like when I finally did watch them, I was like, yeah, I completely bought into the the story. I love that the, you know, the 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 chemistry. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about those movies someday down the road. But yeah, those movies are fantastic. <laughs> uh, Days and Confused. I think I really liked the first time and then I rewatched it and I was kind of like, oh, I, the, the edges kind of showed for me more. But I, mean, I think you'll like it even more the third time. Maybe, maybe. I think it's something yeah. about the, the the selection of music in it, though. Too, it's kind of it feels very on the nose, and it's so yeah. influential, and mm-hmm. it's so overbearing that it kind of uh, kind of hurts it for me. School of Rock's fine. Bad News mm-hmm. Bears remake, nothing special at all. Yeah. Uh, Fast Food Nation, I kind of actually liked. I thought mm-hmm. that was actually decent, and Bernie was meh. <laughs> uh, and then you got and then Boyhood was like. Good at the time, but yeah, I'm like I have no real drive to rewatch that. And of course, what am I skipping over here? Waking, oh, wake, waking yeah. life, yeah. waking life, and I don't uh, even know waking life. Oh yeah, I think I think RJ, you're. Uh, I think you would probably really not like waking life. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, unless you really, I, know, unless you're like 
really into really into rotoscope. It's kind of like nah. Waking Life seemed like an experiment that then you could see pay off. I, I think in Scanner Darkly, which is also oh, ju- just okay. Yeah, yeah, Waking Life is kind of like Slacker again. It's like he basically mm-hmm. did Slacker again ten years later, with, I, with I, but, but but with actors like with with famous people instead. Yeah, it's yeah. So here's a big question for you, Jared. As a Linklater stan, uh, are you going to check out Last Flake Flying or are you going to wait for the Criterion uh, Hal Ashby, the last detail uh, of which this is a sequel to, and then watch it then? Uh, I am probably going to watch it pretty soon. Yeah. uh, Because, I mean, the reason why I asked about that road trip Mm -hmm. question was because uh, the film I'm writing is a road trip film. So I'm oh, trying nice. to just pool my resources together, you know? So yeah. I'll probably have to watch that one, but uh, I'll be excited to see the uh, last detail. Uh, what, what was it called? Do you know the last detail? No. Okay, Jack so oh, that's with Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah. I, I watched that one, actually. I, I watched mm-hmm. it with, like over my roommate's shoulder. That one was pretty good. I like that ending. Yeah, so that's that's Hal Ashby, Harold and Maude fame, and uh, and like um, being there. But Last Flag Flying is technically a sequel to The Last Detail, allegedly. 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 Or is, say, is it a direct sequel or is it a spiritual sequel? I think it's a spiritual sequel. It's from I think it's the the author of the book. It's the same oh. book, and it's similar. Uh, people, but I don't think it's the same character. Doesn't go between the two. I could be wrong though. I've never seen Last Flag Flying. I just know the last detail pretty good. So on a scale of <laughs> on, a, <laughs> on a scale of Star Wars and uh, Hidden Fortress, mm-hmm. and then like I don't fucking know <laughs> anything else. Uh-huh. Where does it go? Last detail or Last Flag? Uh, yeah, Last Detail. Uh, I mean. In terms of remakes, oh, uh, well, I haven't seen. I I actually haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's right. You just yeah. said that. Well, yeah, but no, it's it's allegedly a it's allegedly a sequel. I I don't know, but last detail is pretty good. I like it. What I kind of like here is I think we're capturing the spirit of Slacker, the film. So <laughs> because like I, well, meandering and also I mean. What did people do in 1990 before there were podcasts? And that is, is essentially is like what people do in podcasts um, when they're just ch- when they're chatting and uh, having your falls and things happening off screen. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, you know, I knocked that whole bucket over earlier and, you know, no one really drew attention to it. You know, I've knocked over lots of things in the podcast in the history of the four years and no one's ever emailed in to complain about it. It's true. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. So Slacker was a rewatch for me. Okay. Um, I only watched it for the very first time five years ago. This is a movie that I just always felt intimidated by because I kind of feared that I wouldn't really like it was it had kind of missed me by that it's heyday of like watching it in the moment on a VHS tape had passed. And I was always like, I don't know. I look at that, uh, that criterion cover with this, this woman with sunglasses on. And I'm like, what's her story? What's this movie going to be about? I don't know. Surprisingly less skateboarding than you'd expect. Yeah. Right. Would be my, would be my review of this movie Uh, because it's like, I thought there was going to be all sorts of skating, but mm -hmm. not the case. 
I don't know if there was any. None that I saw. Yeah. Not, not, not at all. Not in Austin in 1990. They, they took them Sad. all away. So, yeah, I mean, the whole Austin vibe, I guess, of 1990 was like, there was a lot of things were happening. It had quite like a lively music scene. Uh, you even hear a little Daniel Johnston just in passing in this movie, Ooh. which is uh, which is great. Um, but I don't know uh, about you, Jared, but there is like, a, this movie captures fairly well what it feels like to kind of be in a college town or a city with a, a college community of like with coffee shops and bars and nothing else better to do in the summer. Yeah, I, I can, <laughs> I can agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, I, when I first watched this, there was like kind of like a, a cringiness to it because I know people like this and I think a lot of people mm-hmm. do. And I think there's people who know of people like this and they wouldn't want to spend any amount of time with them whatsoever. And so slacker might be kind of like a gateway to hell for, for some, (laughs) um, for, for me, this is kind of like, I don't know. It all depends on the mood I'm going to be in, but to me, like, this is like, obviously I think link later was 30 when he made this. And so he kind of became like this poster child for the like generation X, kind of thing but even though it's like he's not a generation xer <laughs> like but he was kind of depicting this like in, in either of these characters but there was something about the the vibe mm-hmm. i guess of this movie that feels um really true and that's like kind of uh an interesting way of thinking about movies and i think this is where slacker is super successful because uh instead of like i mean so how do you because it's really impossible to lay out what the movie has it has no plot probably the most useful guide is using the the cast list because it's in order of appearance and it tells Ooh. you what it, it tell yeah it tells you what they do for instance uh the first character we see is Richard <laughs> Linklater and mm-hmm. he is play he plays should have stayed at bus station which of course yep. is the the great payoff line to the the meandering story about uh dreamt existences and uh, mm-hmm. what could, what could and what couldn't be what is in multiple universes spiraling out to a uh, a taxi driver who's just like it's your dime pal <laughs> and uh, it's mm-hmm. like this, and this scene in itself could immediately just make people go oh boy an hour yeah. an hour and a half more of this huh mm-hmm. and, but, but like i think like there's an element of like where like every single scene just changes and like how can you really get hung up on any one scene i guess because it's like it's always yeah. moving and flowing uh mm-hmm. so like if you one, know if, like yeah it will be like over in like five minutes or whatever you know yeah. <laughs> and and like i would say that like i think like almost every scene has at least like one really good line at some point or and then it continues mm-hmm. on um because again like when you're working with non-actors slash local actors um unknowns people who would go on to like be more um you just like you're, you're just working with friends and stuff like that and it has like cool but i think like i didn't find it while watching it like obvious that these were like not stars i guess like it felt like very naturalistic um 
and the way the camera roams around, there's times where it kind of shows its age, I guess, like where it's like, oh yeah, you can definitely tell he didn't really have a dolly. I think particularly in that second sequence. So first you have like Richard Linklater getting off the bus, catching a cab. And like immediately Mm -hmm. it's like, after watching nothing but black and white European movies for (laughs) like months, watching this like, watching this like contemporary movie from 1990, again, like color. And it's like, oh, at last, like I've stepped back into the real world. Um, mm-hmm. And then you just have this guy talk on and on. Uh, and you watch this cab driver like shoulder check constantly and like check his mirrors and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> even though it's like, you don't know, is he actually driving or is the vehicle on the back of a truck driving? I was thinking about these things, these basic considerations mm-hmm. of uh, movie making. Uh, he gets dropped off. You never actually see him pay the cab driver. And you go, is that important? Uh, he walks down the street and he comes across a a, a woman who's been uh, the victim of a hit and run. You see a vehicle kind of drive off, and then uh, you get a, a a busybody woman who's jogging in place, come and comment about what he should be doing. Don't touch her, <laughs> and not breaking her stride. Uh, you have the the guy who pulls up behind, who just starts hitting on this woman, um, mm-hmm. giving her, her giving her his card. Um, and then this transitions to an, another man who just is like walking across the street and uh, kind of observes this, and you kind of quickly start deducing that, huh. What, what's with this religious weirdo? And then he gets a phone call of him being informed that his mother has been hit by a car. And you're like, oh. And it's just like this offhand little thing. It's like this like little vignette. Mm-hmm. And you see the entire story play out with like the police like figuring out really quickly that he's like run her down. And, mm-hmm. and he like knows that they're coming for him. He, he sets like a little like film reel that's going to keep playing and looping of this image of this looks like a woman pushing her son on his bike and you're like is this them is this family film you don't know it's just kind of this moment that's just left to loop 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 and loop and he's taken away by the police and then we get some more commentary by hoopleheads on the street saying what's going on i don't know i heard that guy uh, just like ran over his killed his mom and you're just like huh information travels quick here in austin but mm-hmm. it doesn't but it doesn't matter uh characters just kind of keep and this is kind of like the flow of the movie uh, characters is kind of literally coming in and out of scenes. Uh, you never see characters ever again. Um, but then you just get introduced to like, again, you can't get too bored because there's always something coming along. Like uh, eventually probably the next real highlight sequence is probably the conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. uh, who is like, man, that guy is so many guys. He reminds me of this dude that I I know that I uh, I tried to do a podcast with once. Uh, you know he'd wear Batman T-shirts and he was always invading your space. Mm-hmm. Oh, that the, the the tucked Batman T-shirt with the, the tucked uh, Batman. He's t-shirt. got the he's got a bag over his shoulder, very confident, mm-hmm. ah, looking out into the world, pontificating, mm-hmm. just waiting for his next victim. Yeah, and he totally um, steals that glass from the. Uh, restaurant anyways <laughs> yeah what were you gonna yeah. say jared burger i'm i'm confident that i have met well obviously not in looks it's not the same person but i'm confident i've met the exact person that's based off of uh you know downtown mm-hmm. uh this guy we were at a donut shop and this guy mm-hmm. came in this late night and uh he sat right next to us and was trying to convince us that you could not only 
uh, that you can control people by giving them massages. <laughs> like oh. like a puppet. And then problem and then this and then this homeless guy came by and asked us uh, for change and he offered him a seat and then started giving him a massage and he like totally like fell asleep or like whatever like hypnotic trance and we were like like <laughs> we just finished our donuts and headed out of that because it was uh, very cultish, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's just, there are those people all over Austin <laughs> all the time. The power of back rubs, I guess. Hey, yeah. Let me tell you, Jared, uh, you're, you're a young man and you're going to get a lot more of that for a while longer. There's just something, there's something about crazy and they love like, you know, young, youthful faces. Cause they're like, they're, they're not going to tell me no, they're like going to be susceptible to this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And they, cause they see you as like someone that like will be nice to them. And then they'll, you'll get to hear all about it. Eventually it stops. Um, <laughs> cause they, they don't see you as an, they don't see you as an ally anymore or like they, cause they, sometimes, ah, yeah, it's this weird thing. Once, once you hit 50, like, uh, our boy J dog over there, you, uh, you, you just don't get attention anymore. No, you're off you're like yeah. a, <laughs> a piece of meat. Yeah. The important question though, yeah. what kind yeah. of donut did you get? And was it good? Uh, they had remember? a Homer. They had a Homer. I think I had a oh, Homer yeah. that night, which is just, you know, the Simpsons. The pink. Like, yeah, pink with sp uh, uh, sprinkles on it. Yeah, that's good. They got a whole bunch uh, at that shop that's good. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have got a jam myself. I don't know about you, Jared. I'm a, I'm a big jam boy. Yeah. You know? I was just going to say, like, you know, the Homer is never as good as you want it to be. Yeah. No food is as good as how it looks in cartoons, though. Because, like, think about, like, everything about, in The Simpsons, well, the food, and it's like, that can never be real life. Lasagna is better than it looks in Garfield. I disagree. I think lasagna looks pretty good in Garfield. That's the way he talks about it. I, I didn't, so I, passionate. I, I, well, yeah, but then you see what he's eating, you're like, what is that? Like, it doesn't look like lasagna at all. Well, that's cat lasagna. But no, John it's, doesn't it's, feed him person lasagna. Yes, he does. He shouldn't. Because doesn't John make a lasagna for himself and then Garfield eats it and he goes, Garfield! He shouldn't. I mean, I give my cats human cheese sometimes too, but you got to moderate that, man. Too much cheese is bad for cats. Mm -hmm. Can't be eating human lasagna. <sighs> it, 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 it is like we're in Slacker. Is this just a I'm, I'm kind of waiting yeah. for like maybe yeah. eventually the podcast will transition to another podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then the you'll Tremors never hear the, the Tremors podcast. Uh -huh. My roommate will walk in and we'll talk about Criterion supplements starting awesome. at See, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> Grand that's Illusion. Almost, yeah, there you go. Talk, uh, yes, talk, supplements talk about, and Eddie Murphy movies. Talk about World yeah. War One. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, the the other thing with the conspiracy man, I I love that. Like as soon as he finishes walking those people to their or the guy to the door, and then he immediately just stands around and he finds like another like this like the, the one yeah. couple and he's like oh hey and he starts talking to him he's like we oh we live here and he's like oh okay and he's like ah. <laughs> and just like oh god when will when will he strike again? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll wait around, make sure that you're okay once you get in there. And then he walks them home, and they're like, Yeah, we we gotta get in. He's like, Yeah, you're busy. You why wouldn't you be busy? You know, you're home. No, you're busy. <laughs> it's like when you're trying to leave the room, Jared, or a conversation for that matter. 
and you're very clearly making the visual signs that you're trying to leave. Like you're getting closer to the door, you're spinning your keys on your lanyard. You're like, I gotta go, but the person just doesn't clue in. Right? Well, sometimes they talk a little faster, a little bit more desperately. Yeah, 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 yeah. You hearing this? You seeing this? Oh yeah, I hate when Jay like Leno that? comes over. He's a bad dude. Well, what? Bad dude. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, there, there's a lot often like yeah, there's a lot of like balance of there's sort of there's like the you know the intellectual conversations, uh-huh. the, the kind of uh, boyfriend girlfriend elements, just like little things tossed around. There's a lot of like people trying to get out of awkward conversations. There's there's examples of people who are like going over to certain people's places to like find out more about televisions and video mm-hmm. and VHS and I the, I like TV man TV man. Because I think that's a perfect bridge into Videodrome, you know? Mm-hmm. This guy's just got TVs running all the time. I thought he was pretty oh, cool. On his back, too. That was, I, I, I don't see the practical <laughs> element to that, but sure. Hey, man, 1990 was a different time, let me tell you. I was just born. I was rolling into the scene. People had TVs strapped to their backs. Jared was a young man of, I think, 32 in 1990, just just out on, on the town, and... Uh, getting videos you actually reminded me a lot of uh so <laughs> this is it's half a joke but half serious when he plays that video of that grad student who's like about to go shoot up a bunch of people i was like this looks like Jarrett. <laughs> and then for a second i was like this sounds like Jarrett. but then he he starts like loading guns and rifles and i was like oh maybe not but uh, that guy looks like you 100 i'll put that on the uh the yeah. instagram later yeah you'll, you'll, that's a That'll get us a lot of followers. Net gains. Well, I mean, does anything we do ever garner listeners? We do nothing. So, yeah, this is true. Uh, I didn't like the entire sequence involving these uh, the psychic saying the next person who walks in front of us uh, will not live for much longer. I think two weeks, and then this 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 hapless guy just walks on by. He stops at a uh, coffee shop. And of course, there's the woman. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, <laughs> which one? Saying, what, what is she, what, what's the line she says? She's like, um, "You you should never traumatize a woman with sexual intercourse." I think is what she says over and over again. And then there's the other guy who's like, <laughs> "Don't you fucking look at me!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you and me roll in Arby's. Mm-hmm. People are giving us us grief all the time. But yeah, that felt very real. And the guy just like he orders his coffee and he just sucked that down. And it seems like no one seems to care that this, this is just like the usual lunacy that just mm-hmm. happens day to day. Man, oh man. Uh, I guess like yeah, the, the next bit that uh, jumps out at me, uh, there's almost like a storyline involving like the, the bookstore, the cons- uh, the conspiracy a go go author, where it's like it seems like there's almost like that's like a pretty extended sequence that kind of comes out of. Oh, Man, how does that connect up? The guy tossing the typewriter into the uh, over yeah. the, uh, over the bridge. Yeah, so he that the symbol of ending their relationship, which goes to the couple uh, that pass by, and then the guy says something sexually aggressive to the lady, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're gonna go to a movie, but she's like not into it, so she goes into the bookstore, yep. and then she's met with another sexually aggressive man, the JFK incel. Is what I would call him, because he's he's just like we were in a class together like two three years ago, and she's like, oh, really? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. You ever read this book on JFK? I've been writing one. 
I've been writing one. <laughs> He's like, I want to call it this, but my publishers, they don't agree. Mm-hmm. They don't agree. And then I think that like that scene kind of has like a a hard stop because then we kind of like transition from that to the two dudes, just uh, the, the just, car part poachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like there's like a hard. That's like it almost like ends there, and then we cut to that, which then turns to my favorite, my hero of the film, the hitchhiker. Yeah, Charles Mm -hmm. Gunning, man, that guy, Mm -hmm. what a look (laughs) this guy's got. Well, how how often, Jared, have you hitchhiked? None. And if you had, would you have uh, wanted a a cold one with the boys while you were in the car? Why, probably. I mean, I'm probably very thirsty. I uh, yeah, I. So I saw your review, Jared, and uh, I was like, you know what? I agree. I would like a cold one with those boys too, and I would like to be picked up by them. And live Just in nineteen live in nineteen ninety. I did live in nineteen ninety almost the whole year. Almost. Almost the whole year. It's not voting but age though. Can't vote quite. for Ron Paul. Oh. <laughs> what about Rand Paul? <laughs> remember, when, uh, remember when Rand Paul got beat up by his neighbor? No. Oh, that was good times. Uh, so yeah, this like this Charles uh, Gunning guy. Uh, the same year this came out, apparently, I guess he must have got uh, picked up by the the Cohen brothers or the casting people because he's in Miller's Crossing. He's uh he's a hitman in that because I was like, this guy looks so familiar. And I went, oh yeah, that's the same dude. He was in, in fact, RJ. He's in an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. In episode The Perfect Mate, he plays Minor Number Three. Perfect mate. Can you repeat that is season, what, what my season five episode twenty one? You know what my review of that was season five twenty one. Right. I think that's the one with Femk Jansen, the perfect mate. Okay, where everyone's lusting for her. Oh, yeah. I'll look well, it up. Well, he's a minor in it, so he probably is also like it is. It's probably, so my review is Worf Fleeman. That's where his lips curl up because uh, everyone's attracted to Femk Jansen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I got it. But then, sadly, uh, Charles Gunning died in, like, 2002 at, like, 51. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It happens, well, I guess. you know, right? as, as he informs us, did you vote in the most recent election? Hell no. I've got less important things to do. And you go, did he misspeak his line? Or is that exactly what he meant to say? I'd like to... I'd like to believe that's what he meant. <laughs> I mean, yes. Every yeah. single commodity you produce is a piece of your own death. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I may, oh yeah, because this is when he's being interviewed, I think. I may yeah. live badly. Yeah. He's got his fucking drags because he's got multiple cigarettes. Um, oh, yeah, he and, takes two from the, <laughs> yeah, the one dude yeah. in the coffee shop. I may live badly, but at least I don't have to work to do it. Yeah. Uh, I sympathize with him a lot, uh, especially, you know, multiple smokes. As a guy who used to smoke, Jared, you take as many as you could, baby. You wrap like nine together, just give it a rip. Go for whatever you can. Right. Wow. You got to get them in. So from that point on, like the next kind of like noteworthy scene would be mm-hmm. the the scene with the the, the father and, her, and his daughter returning from a stroll back to their home where they find a, a burglar. Mm-hmm. In which case, you, oh. which then turns uh, to uh, Louis McKay uh, launching into his old anarchist speech where he takes this man hard on his luck, gives him a coffee, treats him like a human being. And you're just like, oh, this is really cool. And then he mm-hmm. starts talking and talking and talking. And you go, oh, 
<laughs> it's like I don't know. It's I watching it again. It's it's been so long. I totally had forgotten this scene, and I was like, oh yeah, this is fucking amazing. Actually, talking about how he wished he had died in the town square when uh, uh, Charles Whitman had like gone sniping. He's like, my mm-hmm. my goddamn wife, God bless her. <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, I wish he could have died like in history, and talking about the Spanish Civil War and all the things we would, would do. And he's like, no, he's just this old. Man, he wants to bring down the system. Like, ah, I wish we had more old men like this. Mm-hmm. Well, you could be one. Uh, one, hey, it, it, yeah. I, I'm still young. I've got a long ways away to go. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think I've kind of said enough for myself at this. Mm-hmm. There, there's like sure. another another scene that jumps out at me is like, so yeah, there's like some pixel vision. You know, you all know about that pixel vision. No. Oh. Tell me about it. Well, okay. So there's like a like a Fisher. I don't know. There's like a Fisher Price camera. Uh, I kind of vaguely know that. It's like very very uh, primitive way to make film. Okay. It has a particular aesthetic quality, and I feel like this slacker might have uh, inspired a person or five to hit up uh, Value Villages and clear those up. Where now Pixel Vision cameras are uh, very. Uh, very collectible and very pricey because of hmm. uh, uh, hipster nostalgia. Those piece of shit assholes. I'm actually very glad that up to this point, I have not said hipster to describe anybody in this. Because yes. that, that seems to be like, I think I've, I've seen the uh, Madonna pap smear woman described as a hipster. And I'm like, mm. it's, it's like, like a brush. It's kind of a, gri- yeah. more of a grifter. Like kind of, I, again, very real. People like this all over the world. Mm-hmm. I do love the uh, the anti artist uh, fellow <laughs> Whammo, who's who mm-hmm. starts talking to the, the the English girl who's the photographer for Dairy Queens, and he starts like they just start like um, going off on one another about all their cliche bullshit lines that uh, her work and what his all his cliches are, and like yeah, I used to be into art, but I'm not anymore. What's the point? <laughs> it's, I, it's good stuff. Art isn't real. I, it's the RJ. But I mean, you you just you just know art's not real. I know, so I I have no issues because I just know it's not. And like the end of this film, I'll uh, I'll throw it to you, Lot, as I toss the camera off the cliff as it spins mm. off into nothingness and the credits roll. Um, what did you what did you two think about Slacker as you've neither one of you had watched it before? I'd love to hear what Jared Berger thinks. If you don't mind uh, going ahead, uh, going first, bud. I'll go first. I'll I'll do it. Um, well, I I've watched it for the first time recently. Okay, right, right. Over the summer, I just wanted to. And I knew it, what it was about, and, and I wanted enough to check. that you wanted to come onto our show to watch it again. Perfect. Yeah, I thought about I thought about writing. Oh, watching the director commentary, and I got the first. I got through the first scene where they were talking about you know the like the dream or whatever right and i knew that he had his other film on the disc that had director's commentary and he just like you know talked over the whole scene i was like well it it will be like not watching the movie so (laughs) i'll just go ahead and turn off the director commentary and save it for another day um but yeah he was talking about you know uh you know what interests him about the movie and like you know him himself in the film but you know, it was just, you know, that uh, that taxi scene, you know, uh, I, I find it both, 
like incredibly like annoying just because (laughs) you know the conversation or Mm -hmm. you know if you can call it a conversation uh but it's also like kind of i don't know it, it has this like quality to it that's like you know like cool i guess or not not cool but like you know just it's, i think it's a it feels it, very genuine yeah. yeah yeah it's like very real you know and um i can just like i mean i definitely like like you know taxi driver to uber you know like you know, I can imagine that com- exact conversation or like, you know, the same sentiment like happening, you know, nowadays. And like, I don't think that this like age too much besides, you know, like technology or stuff, you know, is still the same college. It seems recognized. You know? Yeah, it's still recognizable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to, I guess, interject on you too much here, but, like, the one thing I was thinking about and, like, we just started saying, kind of, like, brought it up for me is that sometimes we watch these movies in the collection and you kind of wonder, did the filmmaker, like, did the director really care about this? Does, does like, does the subject matter or, like, content seem that important? And if it is, you're like, well, this doesn't seem to be, like, have anything to do with reality. Like, it doesn't seem like anything that was, like, that related to them in any way whatsoever but like you can tell like based on especially how Richard Linklater continues to make movies for like the next 30 years that like everything here is like he continues on later on like these conversations the way Mm -hmm. people the way people talk about these questions it's like he's really interested in it so I think that's that adds to the genuineness I mean yeah we might like roll our eyes and go oh my god this is interminable like no one like we've all been in conversations like this at parties with friends and like or even like we're embarrassed for ourselves because we've had these thoughts and we're thinking mm-hmm. man I'm really smart like I've never I wonder if anyone else has ever th- like thought like <laughs> when I look at blue is the blue that I see the same blue that you see? And like, these are conversations you have at sleepovers with friends. And like, mm-hmm. then here you have like 20 year olds having these conversations. And when you see it in film, you're like, Oh God, like, I don't want to be like that. But it's like, yeah, you probably have had those thoughts. And so there's kind of like an earnestness. That's nice with uh, Linklater, uh with slacker here is like, there's like that earnestness and genuineness. Yeah. I mean, I get that a lot with like the, I don't want to call it like pseudo intellectual, intellectualism or whatever it's more like it's like it's just raw you know Mm -hmm. like that guy who was like reciting Dostoevsky or whatever you know like (laughs) like it was just like I mean like you know I mean it it seems like you'd be able to like write a decent paper or whatever but like having a a conversation with him would be just goddamn infuriating you know Mm -hmm. and you know that's just the that's just the constant vibe of like these people in this movie who just like talk and talk and talk and talk it's too bad uh infinite jest hadn't been published yet because it would be it'd be out there in the movie somewhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm yeah and uh yeah i mean i the scenes that i thought were like really like i i this the scenes that i think were standout-ish is like the like the runover scene uh where like they run over the mom or whatever just because it's like this like shot of like you know uh like like right outside of campus and like it's like i don't know it's just like 
like almost like a time capsule type thing where like, you know, I, I see like the buildings that exist and the buildings that, you know, were destroyed and like the places where like buildings would be built. And, you know, I see like, you know, people walking around or whatever. And it it's just like how it would be today, except the like the landscape's different and the cars are different. But like everything else is like the same and like, you know, like unchanging. So I thought it, that was like, you know, kind of like interesting, I guess, just like how the film doesn't try to, to it, it's not trying to be a time capsule, you know, it's, but no. it's like, yeah, yeah. But now it kind of feels like that. But right. when Linklater set out to make it, he was just making a movie about his friends. And right. I, I think that's yeah. why I think whatever quality it has that works for it is because that was the approach. Like, I don't think anybody sets out to make a movie to be a time capsule. No. I, I think yeah. I've at some point described this podcast as maybe acting as something like that, which is why I think it's mm. interesting to have like the 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 news of the time in which we're recording because mm -hmm. it kind of, it kind of places things and situates it in a way that'll be interesting to people down the road I guess but I mean like there's a bit more I think I think I probably put more thought into that element than Richard Linklater put into like oh I wonder what people will think about 1990 when he was yeah. like no he was just making <laughs> he was just making a movie about this is this is life as it is now and I think because it has like a timeless quality to these people that people watch now, and I've, I've, I've read myself make a comment about this in my review, and I've seen other people say, I can't stand this because I know people just like this, which is fascinating because <laughs> mm -hmm. people in, you know, you know, uh, North America, Western civilization, they haven't changed that much. And like, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's kind of great that he made this movie that I feel seems so real and is situated mm -hmm. in a way, I guess I started talking about this at the beginning. It started off as a, um, how he, he places the camera in a very, in a way that actually I feel captures reality much better than a lot of other filmmakers had. And I think that's, what's really interesting about kind of that kind of post 80 Sundance film. Like when Sundance came about and starting acquiring these independent movies, some movies like clerks or even like, Reservoir Dogs, which is again a super like fairly stylized movie, but they feel like they live in this world that the viewers are watching, and I don't know if people talk about that enough because sometimes you watch mm -hmm. like you know ET. ET doesn't feel like the real world. It feels like better. It feels like eighties world, and that's kind of like this weird thing where you have movies like or TV shows like Stranger Things, and you have like this whole like the 80s nostalgia kids on bike stuff where everybody's mm -hmm. in love with the 80s, but what they're actually in love with is pop culture from the 80s. Mm. But I don't know. I, I would be curious to see like where, where's the uh, love letters to Austin of the 90s. And there's there's bits and drabs of that that exist. Um, actually, on the Junk Food Dinner podcast recently, they were talking to a guy or these two guys that did a TV show that was set in Austin for MTV in the same period of time. And it seems like this, it was like this really fascinating place. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's like a lot of love for the mm -hmm. 90s. I think often 90s is used as a negative, but so was the 80s for a very long time. It was like, oh, it's so 80s, but now 80s is cool. And people still are kind of negative on the 90s. Um, every, every week, there's usually some reference to Seinfeld music. Uh, bum, but, bum, bum, bum. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> so I'm curious how long it'll take for the 
for 90s nostalgia to really like come around and suddenly it's like yeah slacker it's so relevant <laughs> like maybe we're not there <laughs> we're, not, we're not there yet yeah yeah so yeah i i definitely I, I definitely agree with all that you know um i i guess i'll talk more about that whenever i get to uh impossible to learn to plow by reading books just because that's all that movie is, and it has even less plot than Slacker. <laughs> mm. um, but uh, I, I mean, I already talked about like the conspiracy theorist guy or whatever, and like mm-hmm. I really like that shot of them roaming in like the same, the same area in that neighborhood, you know, and it's just like, uh, like that's interesting, and uh, like the Madonna pap smear girl or whatever you know uh that was uh i i don't know if it's just because it's like the criterion like uh cover uh but like i felt like that was like you know when that like character came on i was like oh this is like uh, this is iconic but then like in the next two scenes i like you know forget about it yeah then like mm-hmm. i look at the cover and i'm like oh yeah she, you know she was in it right uh, for the longest time i thought it was a dude on the cover <laughs> and oh I, yeah i did too I, yeah. yeah and then whenever i first saw it i was like oh this is uh this is definitely a, a woman and i was like oh okay well <laughs> to each their own like, it, well pictures are confusing dude it's, yeah uh, well i mean yeah i think that yeah, that's part of that character though too. Like yeah. uh, when I when I think of um people that like her that I've met, I'm like, yeah, they kind of have like this like kind of like more like uh masculine way about them and the way they talk and stuff like that and like fast way of talking and like and then but then they have this like side <laughs> side hustle, be it yeah. ho- ho- hockey cards or uh <laughs> Pokemon. Po- or Pokemon. They're like, hey man, I got I got this sweet score on eBay. Are you interested? And you're like, whoa, who the f- what what are you? Like, how mm-hmm. do you how are you how do you exist in the world? But it's just like hitting people up on the street saying, I got this online, or like, I got I got it. And you're like, how what was the network like in 1990 to like score this? Like nowadays, we wouldn't even like, oh yeah, I, I got like Madonna's pubes, like. You people get that shit. People get weirder shit on eBay, and we would like, oh, well, that's fine. But 1990, you, that's like mail order. You, you or like mm-hmm. you have to like be on some sort of uh, IRCs. I don't know. Got to be on some like uh, ARPA. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like, don't know. <laughs> deep, 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 deep internet. You know, real weird circles. You're like, how is how is she on this? Miss all these mysteries that are left out there. Mm-hmm. But it's great because it. I'm you know, it's plenty to think about while you're watching the movie and you know if it like gets you captivated like after the movie you know like you know uh my friends like watch this but i i wasn't with them and like we talk about it and it's just like you know if we can hold conversations about like a character that we saw for like five minutes then like (laughs) that's pretty good i think you know uh and uh yeah i mean i uh, then it goes after the um, after the old anarchists. It gets like kind of like there's not a lot that stands out, and then the movie like just like ends, you know. And so, yeah, uh, I think like the first hour of this is like uh, pretty great, and then like and then it's just like slow, I guess. I don't know. It's weird to judge the structure of this film, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it runs out of steam as it kind of goes on, like as it, cause there's kind of like an arc to it too. Cause it takes place over the course of a day. 
I think is right to say, um, because it kind of starts like at some indeterminate point earlier in the day, and there's, and there's no like, oh, is this, it, it's not calculated where like, oh, the sun sets here or rises here. That's not enough true, because when he arrives on the bus, is it like morning, early morning, and then it goes from there? Uh, like the first shot out of the I, I out of the bus. I remember depot. watching it twice. Yeah. Uh, well, it starts like the credits are like him just on the, on the bus. bus, like yep. watching the window. And mm-hmm. I think that it was like a sunrise or at least like, a purplish sky or whatever, you know. And uh, uh, so I think that that was like yeah, what, what they were going for, you know. Right. So and then, but, and that's but, like, like a super does, low key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't it, like it, it's not stressed at all, and like. I remember when I first watched it and like it was night. I was like, oh, I didn't think I thought that this was all occurring at once pretty much, you know. Right. Well, ob- well obviously not, but like, you know, in real time, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. Uh yeah, and uh there were a couple of like uh like film making things that I thought were like interesting because like I filmed at UT and there are a couple locations that like we picked that like were in the movie and it was like oh that's cool <laughs> you know but like none of us had like watched the movie to that point and like um there's like the shot of like the ut tower whenever they're talking about the shooting or whatever and right. then like the bell rings that bell rings like every 15 minutes and like it's a nightmare uh <laughs> being anywhere like visible uh, with the tower because you're going to hear it like all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And so like, we have to like time out, like when we start our shots or whatever, no, like we can't start shooting if it's like right before the like tower bell rings or whatever. So <laughs> it, it was just weird things like that where I'm like, Oh, they just put it into the movie and didn't give a shit about it. That's cool. You know, cinema verte. That's right. Or, yeah. or something like that. Guerrilla filmmaking. So you never explicitly said, because uh, I think it's better that you don't actually say what, where you live, who, what your full name <laughs> is, your social insurance and stuff like that. But I think it's safe to say, based on your, uh, the way you kind of talk about things, uh, you are proto Richard Linklater, where you are in a similar area doing similar things. And that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, pretty neat, that's, Jared. That's why I the movie. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. I didn't. I I didn't know. I was like, I know people have picked crazier movies before. Like, uh, sometimes someone's like, "I'm gonna come on for that movie." It's like, really? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought you were just a big Richard Linklater guy, but now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, the uh, I mean, like when I bought the Criterion, I bought it at, like bar. Oh, well, I know you guys don't have the Barnes and Noble sales or whatever. Um, but like, uh, like I was, I was there like looking at the criterions and these guys came up and I like picked out Slacker and they like, were like, oh yeah, I'm from Austin. I have that. And like, you know, we talked about Austin or whatever. So, you know, it's weird how like, you know, just, I don't know, like this selection or whatever of the film, but yeah. yeah uh, that's true. Just, <laughs> RJ, do you want to talk about the movie? <laughs> No. Uh, do you have more, man? Like, you, go ahead, keep ripping, because uh, I feel like you got more better things to say than I. I would. Yeah, sure. Um, well, there's. Oh, yeah. There's one thing I, I kind of want to talk about. So, there, are tw- there's tw- two times in the movie that um, they were like students or like former students or whatever are at what's called a co-op, 
which is like I'm sure they have different names in different like places, but in Austin, it's whenever like a uh, like a student or a group of students uh, like buy a, a a property, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're not like renting it or anything. And then they, you know, build out a whole bunch of rooms, and then they, you know, uh, rent to students at like a much cheaper price. Mm-hmm. But the students are like um, managing the place it's like self-managed and there it's just complete disasters as you can like you know imagine there's like you know mold everywhere and it smells like piss and like the (laughs) walls are spray painted and like it's like 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 a dorm without rules you know and like it's not like you know so like that's where the guy who like ran over his mother like went to and um i believe that the commentary on the other film I watched said that that was Linklater's room. But like, uh, when I first watched the movie, I was like, Oh, this is crazy. Like, you know, I went to a party in the same, like, you know, in the same like thing. And so, and then I know someone who lives there. Then I was like, I wonder if they are in the room that Linklater is in. And and it's just like weird how, like how close all that stuff is. Mm -hmm. And then another moment where that happens is like, uh, I, it's after the conspiracy theory guy and it's whenever they go into that place and they're talking about politics and then they go upstairs and then there are like these cryptic clues about like, you know, atomic bombs and like whatever, you know, like that that guy left. And so that would that's also at like a co-op or whatever. And it's just uh, I mean, I I've heard a lot about like other students who are like at other schools but like, I don't know. It's it's it's. Uh, I'm just surprised that like, I haven't really heard people talk about like a place like that, and like that's like represented in this film. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's just weird, you know. <laughs> I don't think we have anything like that up here, do we, Jer? Jared? Mm, not. No. I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't, think, never... I don't, I don't know if that flies in our neck of the woods. I've never seen it here. Co-ops. Co-ops. I mean, we have, even, we have, we have co-op. We have co-op, which is like a farmer's initiative where you can go get farm supplies oh. and like, uh, and now they're other things. Busting unions. Yeah. Uh, but even I lived in Colorado and I went to university there and I've, I never heard of anything like that. It could have been there, but it went, went over my head. If it was, that sounds pretty crazy. It's a news yeah. to me. I mean, yeah, huh. it's, Gross. It, it was, I yeah they, uh, RJ uh, would definitely not like it. They are, they are they're nasty. We filmed in a couple, but like, you know, it's just weird seeing spray paint on the inside of buildings, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and like you go into like the kitchen and it's like students cooking for everyone, and it's it's just weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's the world that Slacker <laughs> lives in, I guess, you know, as gross as the reality would be, I bet it would, it would be good to have into a movie just because of how oh, disgusting yeah. it is. It's yeah. like, yes. And it yeah. just, I, I felt like it breathed a lot. I mean, you guys can probably speak to this since you didn't know about it before, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it's, it, uh, brings a lot of character to the, like the locations or whatever, you know, like oh, yeah. it, 
like it makes things feel lived in more than like normal you know yeah mm-hmm. well yeah because there's like one thing to be like make the argument for uh, and i've talked about this many times in the past about kind of like sets compared to like on location like being like and being in a real space because then people act differently and the way that the cameras move and stuff like that uh, act differently and this is a completely different thing because the the scale of the production is going to be so much smaller so you can get away with things and then like also depict places that don't normally get shown like how many times Mm -hmm. was like how many movies are set in austin like Mm -hmm. and like in like actual austin i mean Mm -hmm. now there's more probably um and the thing i was trying to remember earlier was that there was a tv show uh it was called austin stories from 1997 it lasted one season on mtv and apparently was sort of like a sitcom cross between seinfeld and slacker Mm. oh what was the music like do you think uh you'll have to report that one to me rj because i don't watch things you you never seen seinfeld oh i've seen seinfeld oh what was the music like there wow (laughs) see you know in all four years i think i've made the seinfeld sound like every week but uh this is the first time i've ever heard you do it and uh i'm not a fan (laughs) but anyways i leave it it to the master uh well i don't have too much to say about the film proper um However, I can talk about the supplements if you guys want to, or would RJ like to talk about the movie that we're talking about first? Uh, <laughs> RJ, I'll, I'll, you yeah. you you talk about the movie. Yeah, I'll I'll rip through this bad boy real quick, and then uh, I I'd love to hear about some supplements because yes. it's something we don't ever do. Um, all right, here first time watch for Slacker. I told you guys about what I think of Richard Linklater earlier. I'm a Linklater sub stan which is not like not a real stan a half stan for for rich uh old anyways slacker i think is good i think there are a few things that kind of don't really make sense to me or not even that like not even make sense there are a few segments that like the the inclusion of them in this movie kind of i find odd but uh i do uh up front, I think the I can see why this is here. This is a movie I actually think deserves to be here. Uh, unlike so many other movies that we watch, where it's like, what is this? Who gives a shit? This one, I can see why it's there, and for a few reasons. Like one is, uh, like I know it's done to death now, but uh, thirty years ago, um, the style of the filmmaking. The narrative, uh, it is very Seinfeld-esque. It's about nothing, Jarrett. It's just about life. But that's, it's relatable to people. So I like that. And I do like the way it bounces around from person to person. And even even Slacker, like, I don't think invented it. But uh, I do think kind of it presents it in a nice little flow. So I see why the, I see why it's here as a, like, in terms of a structural thing structural jared that's wow. a big word people use wow. about filmmaking structural. I, I, I feel like i better get my wallet out <laughs> hey you want to hear about structural artisanal film craft jared because i can tell you all about it but can you tell me about, about can you tell me about post-structure post-structuralism yeah so what we have to go back to 1962 <laughs> russia if we want to get into that <laughs> uh but 
I do, I, I do see the appeal in that sense. So I think that's good. Uh, I also kind of like what you said, uh, Jared Berger, real guy, apparently. I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Uh, I like where uh, some of the conversations, they do seem like like the opening one. I can see that losing a lot of people. But it's like, I, I do know that. And it's, uh, it's like stream of consciousness, right? Where it's these people who are just speaking. And uh, sometimes it's like, wow, this guy's an asshole. And then sometimes it's like, I've thought that. And then other times it's like, that's actually a good idea. And I think that's that's just how people think, right? But there are some people who verbalize that uh, in certain ways. And there are some people who uh, articulate it a little bit better than others, I think. So, right, Jarrett? Am I using enough $10 words for you over there, buddy? I'm tapped, man. I mean, you're, tapped? you're above right. my pay grade. So, uh... I like those conversations. Sometimes it comes off like real, real stinky, real skunky. Uh, sometimes it's like, I'm on board with that. Uh, so I do think, as you both pointed out, uh, the way he does it, I think, is pretty genuine um, for the most part. Uh, so I like that. I like the other things. Uh, this movie itself, um, there are a few points that drag a little bit for me. And uh, some of them, one of the, one of the, one of the biggest thing, uh, apparently, I just look at my notes. I was writing down character names, and I wrote incels down four times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I know I know Jared is like, he, he's like, do you know what that means? I don't, but uh, I had movie incel, JFK incel, and then quote from the movie, quote unquote, it symbolizes the bitch incels, because uh, I guess that was a quote in this movie. Uh, there, there's all sorts, all sorts, guys. Uh, what was I even talking about? Okay, uh, yeah. So some of the some of the interactions with people I think are very relatable, and uh, you're just like, yeah, I get it. And then some of the other ones I think are the ones that stand out for me that are a little strange are the guy who runs over his mom because I'm like, and I think the the biggest part about that why it stands out is it's immediate. It's the second, or it's the third scene, and uh, when I was watching that, I was like, what is this? I was like, is this video violence? What are we getting into here? Um, so it stands out for that reason. But then there are a few other ones. Like that one, I'm like, this seems a little out of place, but whatever, I'll go along with it. The burglar situation, that one also felt out of place for me because I was like, I was like, what is, why is this here? Why is this included? Like I see it as a standalone thing. It's like, yeah, wouldn't it be crazy if like a, People came home, there was a burglar there, and this weird old terrorist man quickly diffused the situation and then talked a lot. But uh, that one kind of stuck out to me, too, because I was like, I don't really know why this is here. Uh, and then the other one, um, even though I actually liked it, uh, I, I really like TV Man, uh, but the video he plays with the the like Gunner grad student, I like that, too. But like some of those scenes, they, they feel like very jarring, like... Uh, they move to they swing to the other side like of a spectrum of some sort uh but it like it's a real jolt to a different kind of like thing and i'm like where does this where does this fit in so there are a few things like that that kind of really stand out to me where i'm like what what's up with this what's up with that but on the whole i uh i see why it is talked about in the ways that it is i don't know if it's one thing or the other. I don't really know about Richard Linklater, but, uh, you know, 
it's better than uh, a lot of the other stuff we've been watching lately. I'll tell you that much. High but praise. High praise. High praise. Uh, if you want to, if you guys want to jump on any of that, feel free. Or Jared Berger, if you want to talk about some real supplements, uh, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, it's up to all, you. Yeah, that all sounds great. I think we're all three in in unison with this with this film. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's two that I watched for this. Uh, his debut short is called Woodshock, and it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's like music festival footage. It's oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I it's know like it's like Monterey, Monterey pop. pop. Yeah, it's. It, uh, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure that that was one of the influences, just based on like psychedelic editing sequence or whatever, you know. Um, but it's impossible to learn to plow by reading books. Is uh, I'll just call it plow for now on. <laughs> uh, is like, I don't know. It, it's like slacker, but like, it's basically. A uh, very loose story, like Linklater as himself, pretty much like goes and travels and comes back, and that's mm-hmm. it. And it's just him doing uh, mundane stuff, uh, shaving, showering, doing laundry, looking out the window of a train, looking out a different window of the train, uh, and it has this like weird like like lonely quality that's like not lonely just like passing the time and i don't know it it really i don't know it i really liked it and the director commentary is just very good and he talks about filmmaking and what he was trying to do and how it relates to slacker or whatever and um the beginning of the slacker commentary talks about how like the character that's in this movie is like a continuation into the guy who like speaks but like uh, his whole like speech and slacker is like way more words that had spoken in this fucking movie. It's like a silent movie pretty much because mm-hmm. Linklater just did like literally all of it himself on like on a tripod. And so, yeah, hmm. uh, I'd give it a watch if you guys really like slacker uh, to the podcast out there, you know. <laughs> But yeah, that's all I want to say. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> oh, well, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I'm pr- I feel like I've seen it, but I would definitely want to rewatch it to guarantee that. Because that was back when I would have seen this uh, initially. I was a little bit more uh, adamant about watching those special features. <laughs> but it's been a while. And like what you said, I'm like, that sounds kind of familiar. But uh, yeah, I can't remember if I've watched it. I. Uh... I don't watch anything, so yeah. But uh, I'm glad that you recommended it to the people who do care about this. Hey, uh, while you guys have been talking, one thing I've occurred to me I was like, huh, you know, where, where where does slacker as a word come from? And like, well, I wonder what the significance of it was. If it was like important mm. when slacker came out. And uh, my my favorite though is I won't get into like the historical. <laughs> relevance of it but the the term slacker achieved renewed popularity following its use in the 1985 film back to the future in which james tolkien's character dr uh, mr strickland chronically refers to martin mcfly his father george mcfly biff tannen and a group of teenage delinquents in part two as slackers it gained subsequent exposure from the 1989 super chunk single slack motherfucker and the 1990 film slacker 
Uh, slacker became widely used in the 1990s to refer to a type of apathetic youth who are cynical and uninterested in political or social causes and is a stereotype for members of Generation X. Richard Linklater, director of the aforementioned 1990 film, commented on the term's meaning in a 1995 interview stating that, quote, I think the cheapest definition of a slacker would be someone who's just lazy, hanging out, doing nothing. I'd like to change that to somebody who's not doing what's expected of them. Somebody who's trying to live an interesting life, doing what they want to do, and if that makes if that takes time to find, so be it. Unquote. Yeah. If that um, speaks to you, definitely watch the <laughs> watch the plow movie, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. RJ? Uh, I'm speechless. Yeah. Absolutely speechless. Are you floored? I you're looking at it, man. What do you what do, what do you think? You're floored upright. Well, I wonder uh-huh. if it's maybe time to uh, throw to. Oh God, I forgot about all this. <laughs> I, uh, well, I I never do. I never do. Uh, who hates Slacker? I don't know. Let's see. Let's take a look. Let's say, let's check it out. Let's see this. Uh, Jay. <laughs> Jay Leno's. He. We should get him on. What's he doing? Nothing. I'm sure. This this does feel like our headlines segment. You know. Remember, yeah. Remember, is, remember headlines. Is... Every, everybody loved headlines. So whenever I was watching my first or listening to my first episode of this, uh, this is the thing that really I struck me. And I was like, oh, I'd like to watch another one of this, you know, just Mm -hmm. people trashing uh, a movie that you guys like. And then you guys responding to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but, by shitting upon them. First up, half a star by Dr. By Mr. Devoy? Devois? Okay. Nice. Fuck this movie. A movie about nothing. Movie snobs will say, that's the whole point. Well, if nothing happens, why should I bother watching it? Do you, <laughs> Do you think he's seen Seinfeld? Uh, he pro- probably. It's inescapable. Uh, it's weird that they're like, a movie about nothing, but they like... So just hear me out here. Some of their five-star films include Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life, Spaceballs, Life of Brian, a lot of Monty Pythons, things like that. Um, fuck, a bunch of other shit. It doesn't matter. Those movies, I know they're about things, but those movies aren't really about anything. You know? Not really. You know? They're about laughs sure uh other half star films of his include uh moomon rouge for some reason and then other one star or one star films are musicals i don't know not very interesting says there's there's nothing here jared there's nothing here okay next up emma half a star this amused me for a tiny bit of time and then felt forced and awkward like a student film. I had to turn this off as I could not keep watching. Who, Jarrett, are you ready for some serious shit over there? Okay. Emma's favorite film is Call Me By Your Name. Because of course it is. But then Snowpiercer, Logan, and Children of Men, which I feel like don't all fit together. But do you want to hear what some half-star films of Emma's are? Yes, please. You ever heard of Before Midnight by Richard Venklater? I have. You ever heard of Total Recall, Jarrett? By 
Creeps alum, Paul Verhoeven? Yeah. You think that's a half-star film? No. What about The Master from uh, PTA? I mean, it's not one of my favorite PTAs, but uh, half a star. A half a star? And Uh, then also Braveheart, which I don't think is fair. Wow. That's just offensive. It's just shameful. Shameful. Finally, one more. Logan O'Rourke. Okay. (laughs) Half a star. The worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I wish I had those two hours of my life back. I mean, it's hard to say if it's worse than a five-star film that they... A film that they gave five stars to, Jared. Do you know a director named Owen Hurley? I doubt it. No. There's no reason you to. You should. He made a film in 2003 called Barbie of the Swan Lake. Owen Hurley only makes Barbie movies, to which this person gave some five stars to. And then, like, Band of Brothers. And, like, (laughs) he's like, you're all over the place. And then one star to a Barbie movie. So, apparently, so they watch a lot of Barbie movies. Some of them are five stars. Some of them are one stars. Oh, wow. I'm just. But it's like one or the other. Yeah, there's no in between here. (laughs) I've Have watched a feel of I've 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 seen the one that she rated five, uh, five stars is just ridiculous. It does not deserve it at all. Like okay. there's no substance. But like I don't know. So it's all over the place, you know. <laughs> I've been forced it, to watch those. <laughs> it, it, I I'm glad we have an authority here for this because here's their <laughs> their most one of their most popular reviews is of Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus 3D from 2005. Yeah, that's the one that sucks. <laughs> so they gave that five stars, and their review is better 3D than Avatar. James Cameron could never. <laughs> is this? Uh, yes. I, the best oh. part of the best part of this movie is the the end has like a almost like a sizzle reel almost like Ooh. outtakes or whatever. I, I, like I will I will point style. out that uh, Logan That's O'Rourke's cool. Twitter handle is she troll. Oh no! <laughs> well, maybe this is a, a, a troll review. Well, it's something about the fact that every one of their uh, reviews is a run-on sentence. I feel like that's very intentional. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, hey, tell me more about that sizzle reel. That sounds good. It was the only thing entertaining about the movie. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I just, since we had you here, I, I thought we, we need to tap into what uh, these Barbie movies are about, you know? You yeah. know? it's They're here they're to sell toys. They're like Star Wars, but not good. I, I get it. It's the first time it's <laughs> popped up on our radar, though. So this is a this is a brave new world for me. Let's see the one that they gave one star, and then I know Jared's just like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Whatever." Uh, the one they gave one star to was Barbie in the Twelve Dancing Princesses from 2006. I can't say that I've seen that one. King Randolph sends for his cousin Duchess Rowena to help turn his daughters. Princess Genevieve and her 11 sisters into better ladies. But the Duchess takes away all the sisters' fun, including the sisters' favorite pastime, dancing. Thinking all hope is lost, they find a secret passageway to a magical land where they can dance the night away. They can dance if they want to. Beautiful. 
Um, one, there, there's there's one more here. Uh, half star oh, okay. from Lance. Unpromising debut, which I clicked on their review of the movie, <laughs> and uh, I think like in the surroundings of their watching it. Oh come on. Uh, their next so they, the previous movie was a Criterion, The Silence, which was four stars. Uh, but the movie they watched after Slacker was Taste of Cherry, which was one and a half stars, and mm. was one word review of Suicide. Taste of Cherry's pretty good. But that was also followed by Summer Catch, starring Freddie Prinze Jr., and that was two stars. Ooh. That's a great movie. That's not two stars. This person has a lot of ratings, but uh, yeah. like a lot. <laughs> Five stars to Human Centipede 2, Jarrett. Whoa. <laughs> Interesting. And five stars to the Inspector Gadget movie starring Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Five stars to Salo. Salo, apparently. Salo. You know, whatever. This dude really likes uh, this person, whatever Lance is, really likes Human Centipede and <laughs> Ghost World. Hey, that's actually good. I know, but uh, do those fit together? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, anything mm-hmm. else you guys want to say about Richard Linklater, Slacker, Austin, Michaels, Tyson? Mike Tyson? What? Uh, not from me. What about you, Jared Berger? I'm all good. I'm all good. All right. Right on. Very well. After the break, we're throwing this fucking podcast over that bridge <laughs> into the river. RJ, in my student film depicting Creepsville, what weirdo will you be downtown? The guy who's drinking coffee on the public toilet. At Jared. Pizza. At a pizza. Because I live there. Talking to young, impressionable men going to the urinal. He's like, hey, how's it going? Say, hey, you ever tried this? You ever, you well, ever no, you can't. You can't bring attention to it. You just kind of, oh. you just start, you start talking about it. Beside the fact that you're doing those things. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen this, Jared. I know you're not a frequent to the bars, but uh, there's a couple bars down in uh, Whitefish in the USA. Uh, and some of them, you go in, and there's a urinal, and then there's a toilet, but there's no, there's no stall, like no doors or anything, no wall. So it's just a urinal, and then a toilet. So that would be the perfect setting for something like that. Right? 
You can email us at criterioncruise oh, at gmail.com yeah. and tell us about your toilet window. Sure. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. And Jared, you're Jared Berger? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think I'm J.N. Berger. Yes. I'm J.N. Berger. Um, B-E-R-G-E-R. That's true. No, not like He's a real guy? Not, not like the king. Burger? Yeah. I like Burger King. Yeah. And you like Jared Burger too. Yeah, I do. He's a real guy. I mean... You found out. <laughs> I'll concede that he may be real. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We're on YouTube. We've got a Patreon. Maybe you want to be in Burger Seat. Maybe you want to be mm-hmm. on this podcast and talk for three hours maybe maybe you do maybe you don't i don't know maybe but, you'll uh, have buyers t- t- take a look at it you know maybe, maybe that offer won't always be there maybe that offer is going to go away you're going to miss <gasps> your opportunity and you're going to regret oh. it you're going to regret it for the rest of your life you don't know and they'll be True. like man i could have been i could have been a creep i could have been a real creep but now i'm now i'm nothing i've got nothing mm-hmm. next was week it, what? was it worth it jared <laughs> i think so all right because money's worth that's right, folks. You can get your money's worth, too, maybe. No guarantees, no refunds. Next week, Spine 248, David Cronenberg Videodrome from 1983. A movie as old as me. Good? I don't know. I mean... Let's fucking see it. Well, let's we'll fucking watch it, I guess. Well, you were born in 83. I thought you were born in 38. What? Oh, what? I can't. I don't know anymore. What's your social insurance number? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know anything anymore. It's, it's, been, it's been a long goddamn day. It sure has. Are you excited for Videodrome Week, Jared Berger? Yes, I am. I've got my my Blu-rays to, popped in. That you can insert into your body cavity. It'll be great. Yeah. It's going to be a wild one. That fantastic. And who knows what what is in store for us next week, RJ. What mysteries? Is David Cronenberg going to come on? What about his son? What's he doing? Brandon? Brandon. I, didn't, Who knows? I mean, I haven't talked to him in a long time. We all know each other up here. Anywho. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Jared. It's been a blast. And uh, good night. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, RJ. Huh? <laughs>